Hello there, welcome to After Live, the unofficial Collider Live after show podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and along with me are my lucky co-hosts who get to talk about Collider Live with me this week. Uh, returning back this week is Jade Wade. Yay, Wade is back. Um, if a dog bites you, bite it back. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I never done that. I'm not stupid enough to bite the dog back. <laughs> eh, try it sometime. Find out. <laughs> and uh, so last time I was talking about bringing in new people to fill a co-spot and we're uh, auditioning people. And we have our first one tonight. Uh, we have our first one being Kaylin. Welcome aboard, Kaylin. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm really excited to do this and hoping that I don't fail miserably. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure you won't. I don't yeah. think there's any way to fail. <laughs> no, there's no pressure. We've been doing this for uh, a few episodes and we've been doing well. Knock on wood. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. And um, I've, I've gone back and listened to some of them and it is quite entertaining. Um, I'm glad y'all are doing this show. Oh shucks! You're making awesome. us blush. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good it's a good show, and people should listen to it. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And start. Oh, oh! I'll just get it out of the way right now. I just want to say it's right off the top, man. I'm up to like I don't know, dude. I'm up to like 17 followers on Twitter, dude. Dorina and Brett, I'm coming, <laughs> baby. I'm coming, and. It's on, dude. I can feel it, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to 10K followers before them. Uh, I wear a sundress and I'll babysit Brett's kids. Boom, if I lose. Yes. Yeah, so I'll do it if I win. There's incentive to follow me. I'll do it if I, I'll wear a sundress for a week and I'll babysit. Well, not Brett's kids, but I'll babysit somebody's kids. And I'll take video of it. And if people get me to 10K before them. Well, let's see if it keeps going. And you have a long ways to go, buddy. But I'm up 17. Still a long ways to go. Uh, so, yeah, folks, we are going to talk about Collider Live this week. This week in Collider Live, this was from Monday, May 6th, all the way through Friday, May 10th, which was episode... Uh, 128, 129, 130, 131, and 132. Um, Monday show, Monday show, Monday show. Coming back from the weekend. A couple things happened. Uh, first off, we got Harloff. Riley, Makuga, and Roxy in the studio to start off with. Um, they start uh, talking about this, that, and the other. One thing was mentioned was uh, they film Schmodown over the weekend, and one of the things that happened was Roxy watched Christian's daughter. Somebody swallow me. <laughs> Why? I, would you? I wouldn't let her watch my kid. Especially if they know her and, well, they say they wouldn't, but he just did. It just went over well, apparently. It wasn't that so, bad. I, isn't this daughter like seven years old? Yes. Yeah. Because, 
Yes. So I think I would trust Roxy with her more than like I don't know that he would have left the toddler with her um, because I don't know that Roxy would have known what to do. <laughs> uh, but um, I assume the seven-year-old it was probably more of just like make sure she stays in the room. Like, you know, make sure she doesn't run off somewhere. We know where she is. Um, they're fairly easygoing at that point. But yes, I was shocked that of all the humans that were probably in that room at that point, he picked her to bring her his child to. Yeah, but... Uh... but hey, man, is, at least the kid's still alive. That's a plus. <laughs> That's funny. I, at the end of the day, man, that's what matters is he took his kid home to his wife. <laughs> True. Um, but then Christian uh, does share us the bit where she tells or yells out, weirdos, weirdos, weirdos. <laughs> it was kind of cute and funny. <laughs> so then they start talking about uh, Christian and Makuga going to Morton's Steakhouse. And, of course, they get this huge thing of bread. And, of course, one of the things that Makuga cannot have is poppy seeds. It's like, oh, go ahead, Harloff. You can have that because I, if I get poppy seeds, I'm going to get a allergic reaction. Fucking cockmaster assholes. <laughs> we had this discussion before because they went to Chicago and Chicago hot dogs have poppy seeds on their buns and he couldn't have it. I'm not yeah, he... sure how Makuga's still alive at this point. <laughs> uh, given all the food he can't eat yeah it probably would be easier just to list what you can eat true like a hot dog with no bun I remember I mean, him talking about the vegan restaurant that they went to and they were basically like you just probably shouldn't eat here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit yeah. How picky are how picky are you guys with eating? I'm a really picky eater. Really bad. I am notoriously picky among my friends. They are very aware of this. It's not so much that I'm picky in terms of like um like I won't eat at a certain restaurant and stuff like that. It's just like what I order, I order very specifically. Like I I borderline sound like Sally in When Harry Met Sally. When she's ordering food in the little cafe, the little diner, mm. <laughs> I, I start bordering on that. My husband laughs at me because he knows how I'm going to order food. <laughs> no, I'm. It depends on where and what it is, I, but otherwise, I can pretty much try anything new. Um, hey, Mike, are the yeah. uh, when, when are your restaurant buffets just one big cheese platter? Just because I'm in Wisconsin doesn't mean we have all the cheeses at the buffets. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, the thing is, we don't have any buffets around where I'm at anymore because recently they just closed Golden Corral. That buffet-style thing was gone. Uh, the closest thing to like a buffet was the Pizza Buffet at Pizza Ranch. That's a franchise thing as well and they that is a lot of cheese oh you have some cheese pizza that'd be good <laughs> um other than that I there's... i've been wanting to order a pizza with no cheese on it just to see how it tastes oh because of roxy uh yeah <laughs> what, what do you think kaylin does that sound like that would be good um it it sounds like it would just taste like tomatoes 
Um, in which case, eats, I don't know, eat some lasagna or, well, no, she wouldn't eat lasagna either, would she? No, because um, that's cheese. Eat some spaghetti then. And I'm um, notoriously picky about cheese as well, but I like... I like pizza, I like tacos, I like things like that, but like cold cheese, I don't want just like a slice of cheese if you hand it to me. So um, my uh, friends always make fun of me for that for some reason. I'm like, I will eat some cheese. I'm not like completely no cheese, but so I feel Roxy on that, but I can't imagine pizza without cheese. I'm just like, that's the first ingredient. I know. It's like, Roxy, you're killing me here. I mean, I'm the king of cheeses here and you just like, it's like, I don't like cheese. Come on, woman. Oh, Christ, that was just ridiculous. I don't like that at all. Um, so Christian still talks about The Sinner, um, the underrated show. Um, uh, Roxy thought it was The Center because she couldn't understand what they were saying when she was listening back in. I was like, The Center? I was like, no, it's The Sinner. Sinner. Can you understand that, Roxy? Um I have not seen The Sinner at all. Have you guys seen the show at all? I watched season one, um, and it's it's been a little while. It wasn't... I wasn't watching it while it was on. I must have watched it on Netflix later. Um, but it's been a little while, but it was. It was very good. And it, it's very weird because it's a murder mystery where you know who murdered. Like, you, you know she does it. You see her do it. And the mystery is more of why did she do it? So it's it's very much a twist on a traditional murder mystery kind of show. And it, it was very well done. And I thought Jessica Biel was fabulous in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, Go on. Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. I was just going to say his point about it being underrated because of USA, like because it was a USA show, I think is really valid. Like we don't put as much stock in in some channels or networks like we do others so we may just immediately write a show off because we're like um oh you know it's on usa or it's on tnt or it's on whatever and sometimes they're really good so i do feel bad for it where it landed that i don't think as many people watched it as really should have based on its quality yeah that's a very fair point and I've just heard about it, and I know what it is, what it's about, and whatnot, and who's involved, but I've never seen it. Um, but, of course, when they recommend something highly, I usually end up checking it out. Oh, yeah, for sure. They uh, they have good taste in movies and shows for the most part. In fact, I've now watched... I've only watched one episode because I want to get my husband into it, but I've now watched an episode of Barry because they won't stop talking about Barry. Yeah. And I actually really liked it. Like, I only watched the pilot, so that doesn't right. necessarily tell you anything, but um, it is. It's it's a weird little show. So, But they talked about it enough times I was finally like, okay, I guess I should watch this. Yeah, there's uh, – I don't normally watch the recommendations they call for when they talk about something because – I don't have the outlets, like, I don't have HBO, so I don't watch a lot of HBO shows, or, it is, like, catered to the channels, to be honest, it is, like, depending on if it's cable TV and it's on a cable network or not, I mean, I have Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, and those have the, almost all the shows, but I try to watch okay. as many shows as possible, so it's hard to catch up on episodes. 
what's the most overrated show? What 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 show just people talk about and it's overrated? Yeah. You just, just tell them just like shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I I have to say Game of Thrones. I mean, ob- obviously, <laughs> and based on my past, um, my past talkings about Game of Thrones, it's just I, I I don't get it, man. There's dragons, and some some hot blonde chick flies on a dragon. Oh, awesome! And then and then you got and then you got the little guy. I mean, he's the best freaking character on the show, man. And and then and then you got the handless dude and and the and the witch in red and all this. It's just it's insanity, dude. I don't get it. And then and then like this last week, talk about making something completely unrealistic. Where is there a Starbucks back then, man? <laughs> okay. I, I don't know that was intentional. <laughs> Let's talk about this since you bring it up now because we're gonna stack it. Um I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I'm like the like I said last week. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so but yeah, Starbucks thing. I knew right away because I saw pictures surfacing up like on Facebook and all the social media. It's like, wait, there's a Starbucks cup in an episode. What the hell's going on here? I don't know who. Oh, it was in the Collider Discord. They were. I was like mentioning it in the uh, what, what the Thrones text channel, and one of them was like, "How about Stark Bucks?" Shamaray! <laughs> it's Stark Bucks. I was just like, "Oh fuck, that's funny." Um, no, that would be a great promotional thing and a great like if Starbucks would really make like a special, a special blend of coffee and and call it Stark Bucks and and like have the wolf emblem on the cup and shit. That would be that would be a good cross promotion. Well, I totally missed out on that. Um. Well, just, I think Starbucks got a lot of free promotion this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, it's hard to, like, you're trying to, like, keep everything together on set, and you're filming something, and I would assume you're looking through the camera. It's like you see that thing on the table. It's like, cut, cut. Can you take it off the table? But no, they just left it in. Like, someone was drinking it, like, in between takes or something. And it was like, who's the culprit? Who's the culprit? Who left it there? Hell, I never noticed when I was watching it. I have, I, I, I never saw it. My husband said after the fact that he saw it, and now it's gone. Oh, uh, yeah. They took it out. Yeah, they did. So. That's that's what the news is now. They just removed it post. It was like, yep, now it's gone for good. But you can still type it in, search for it on the Internet, because those screenshots are still around. Um, the proof yeah. is in the pudding. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought someone put it in there as a nope. meme or something, and then it just kept going, going. I'm like, oh, this really happened, and I never I never saw it, and I've watched that episode so many times at this point and never saw it. So I guess I was just looking at her face more than anything. You know, I was looking at the thing yeah. that probably the editors were looking at and looking for, and nobody ever looked down. Uh, since we're still on Game of Thrones talk, they did talk about uh, the latest episode on Monday show. Uh, what did you guys think of the episode since you two do watch Game, Game of Thrones? Go ahead, Caitlin. Um, I I really liked it because, I and I am an, an avid fan, I didn't start Game of Thrones when it started. I, several years into the show decided to read the first book and then I watched the first season and then it just went from there 
Um, but I'm a very loyal fan and really do like it. And this episode, to me, got back to a lot of what I love about Game of Thrones. I like battles and stuff, but, you know, you get tired of it at some point. I really love all the conniving and the scheming and the, you know, you don't know who's trying to screw over who and all that. I really love all of that and get really sucked into it. So this went back to a lot of that, um, which I liked. And it's almost like this last season is two separate seasons because you have like the the Night King arc and now we're starting the the King's Landing arc like to take over King's Landing yeah. so. and how about the mountain taking the head of uh, of her uh, interpreter oh um I still don't know why she didn't jump because I think they said in the after after the show thing or the making of the episode thing or or something that's on hbo that it was only like 50 something feet off the ground you're not going to die from that like she could have jumped and i mean they still maybe would have shot her or whatever but she could have tried that's my opinion but maybe she knew it was a lost cause no matter what but i was like they didn't have to behead her like that's brutal yeah, I thought Cersei was going to push her off at first, but then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. And you know when she gives the mountain the nod, dude, it's on. And he's just... He's got to go. He's just gross, and... He's basically a zombie at this point. And Who do you think's going to kill him? Well, so... The Hound... I mean, they're setting it up so that the hound fights him because they're brothers but i'm wondering if Arya doesn't jump into that fight somehow like the hound's about to die and she jumps in to save him because they keep saving do you think do you think that Arya will start the fight maybe because he is on her list for sure and then the hound will jump in and kill him to save Arya, or do you think maybe the Hound will start the fight and then Arya will jump in to save the Hound and also take him off her list? Um, I hadn't thought of it the other way. I think Arya has bigger fish to fry if she's going to be in King's Landing, so, whereas he's like top priority, only priority for the Hound. So I'm thinking the Hound is going straight to find the mountain to try to kill him, knowing full well that he's probably going to die in the process. Yeah, um, solid logic. Yeah, so I don't know. I I didn't see most of what happened in the battle for or the long night, um, the battle for Winterfell. I didn't see most of that coming, so my predictions are clearly totally wrong all the time. <laughs> but the one thing that I don't understand, and I know right now Mike is probably bored to tears but he looks like roxy when they talk about rocky yeah <laughs> exactly i'm looking at the imaginary webcam i'm looking into right now <laughs> um and um but no one has mentioned uh so uh daenerys needs to rebuild her army if she can and no one has brought up the fact that dario naharis and the second sons are still sitting over in essos like Oh yeah. Yeah, I've not heard anyone mention that, and I've been saying that since the start of the season, like, 
he is going to at some point get wind that she's not you know she's not losing but she's not winning and probably say screw this and go rescue her or maybe they don't do that but i think it would be uh, something to reinvigorate her army a little bit but i don't know if it'll happen yeah so they better do something though (laughs) i mean they only have two episodes left i don't know that they'll do that but I'm just, I'm intrigued to see how it ends. And I'm not one to have my, like, I I come up with little theories in my head, but I'm not one who people get mad when shows don't go the way they want them to go. Um, and, and I don't tend to do that. I tend to just try to watch it and take it in as it is and put my own assumptions aside. And that's hard to do. But with this show, you kind of have to, because you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Obviously um, not as positive. No, no, I really liked it and I enjoyed it. And I don't know. You, I don't know. You summed it up pretty much. And uh, I like your theories that you got going on too. And, uh, and now to spare Mike, let's get back to the show. <laughs> well, I was going to add in uh, from their discussion of the episode. I know you to I think had a couple of points about that. What was the moments from that discussion did you like? Any quotes in particular that popped out during their discussion of the episode? Um I'm trying to remember. I'm looking back through Oh Um yes. So people keep going crazy because no one petted or John didn't pet Ghost before he basically uh gave ghosts to the wildlings and said, you know, take him back north with you. And I, for one, was not freaking out only because I'm one of those nerdy people who listen to all the behind the scenes stuff. And I know how expensive it is for them to CGI the dire wolves in. So I'm like, they probably didn't do it because they had no budget anymore because they have these dragons flying around. So having ghosts, like having a person touch ghost and it look realistic probably would have eaten to their budget. So I don't think it's a huge deal. I think it was just a choice they made and I don't think they meant it to have like an emotional reason, you know, like a deeper meaning. I think it was a budget thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I when they were talking about it, I just love when Roxy said, and, and this is a direct quote: "Golden magical vagina aria." Who knew? <laughs> oh, Roxy, we love you for quotes. They're amazing. I miss when she says SMD. I'm just saying I'm on her side on all of that, but you know, uh-huh. whatever. Whatever, can't make Makuga mad. I was very much on her side, and I'm not one to be, to say things like that. It's not that I say uh, phrases such as that in my daily life, but I was on her side in the sense that she is a female. She does not have one. So, you know, it's not a real threat. It basically just means screw you, like forget you. And there's no way it's worse than some of the stuff that comes out of the men's mouths. There's just no way. On that note, to reverse it, how do you feel about when Brett said SMP? (laughs) Um, 
so that's a word I don't love, uh, but uh, it was hilarious the way he said it. I think it's one of those things where if a man did say it, it's once again, it's not really a threat because you don't have one. Right. But I think you'd get a lot of more weird looks. Um, oh, yeah. Now, another word I cannot stand is the C word. Um, but I love it when the hound says it. No one says that word like the hound on Game of Thrones. He just throws it into sentences and I just die laughing. Even when I've heard the line a thousand times, I still laugh hysterically at him. All right. Uh, that's out of the way, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, so let's get back into the show itself. They start. Christian did the ranking of the Star Wars films on Twitter, and they start talking about like the less Jedi fans coming in, and how they talked about this, that, and the other with Star Wars. Um, you guys, f- fans of Star Wars, and how would you rank the films yourself? What's like the top five Star Wars films? I'll say. Empire Strikes Back 1, Return of the Jet, New Hope 2, Return of the Jedi 3, Rogue One 4, and eh, I guess Forks Awakens 5, but I'm really hoping that Episode 9 will, will take the fifth spot. Okay, so I was not a huge Star Wars fan um, until my husband got completely obsessed with The Force Awakens when it was getting closer mm-hmm. to coming out. And Man. I've sort of, yeah, I've sort of become a fan by extension. Mm. Um, when you're married and someone else talks about something a lot, like every single day, you either learn to love it or you lead a miserable existence. Oh, so. Geez. So, um, I, I've seen the original trilogy, but not as repetitively as the newer movies. Um, I do enjoy them and I do know that I very much enjoy a new hope and empire strikes back. I just don't watch them. Like they're not my comfort zone. Um, because I didn't grow up with them. Like a lot of people did. Nobody showed them to me when I was a kid and I'm, I don't remember. I think I'm, I may have only seen Return of Return of the Jedi once. It's been a while, or maybe I've seen it a couple times. But I know from talk that it's um, interesting in some places. Um, and so it's been so long that I never formed a, a true opinion about it. The uh, the the prequels are what what I got introduced to when I was young. And when I was young, I thought they were fabulous. And then a couple of Christmas ago. A Christmases ago, I rewatched them. I'm like, hmm, these movies are questionable. <laughs> but I fell madly in love with The Force Awakens. Like, we saw it like four times in theaters, and I'm like, I love this movie. So it is my number one that I go back to over and over again. I love Rogue One. I watched it recently again. And I didn't love Last Jedi. I, I couldn't. I can't get over Canto Bite. I really can't. Um, and God bless. Um, um, I'm going to forget her name right now. Um, Daisy Ridley. Nope. Uh, the 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 new. Oh, Rose. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember her. Wasn't it her Kelly? Kelly Tran. Kelly Tran. 
Kelly Marie Tran. God yep. bless her. She is such a bubbly, sweet human being. But I just couldn't stand the character. And it wasn't her. It was not her. I, uh, I, yeah, I detest the people who attacked her. I'm like, she was being directed. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not on her. Right. Um, I just, I don't love it. I've rewatched it some. So my number one is really Force Awakens to make a really long story short. <laughs> yeah. It's I a mean, good, solid number one. Yeah, that's understandable. I recently got into Star Wars after still being a hardcore Trekkie fan, so <laughs> I uh, watched it with my cousins for a while, and like the last two I dropped off because he did other stuff, and I was like, I later on watched Less, Less Jedi, and people don't talk about Solo. I mean, I thought Solo was... Oh, I forgot o- about Solo. Okay. I thought Solo was okay. It wasn't the greatest. Um... I was actually kind of surprised about what they did at the end of the movie, especially connecting it to the prequels. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I think, yeah, Umpire is still pretty much up there. Rogue One is like, ooh, that was amazing. Oh my god, like the space battle. Holy shit. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with uh, Rise of Skywalkers and... Uh, I'm just kind of surprised that Roxy likes the prequels. Uh, I I was shocked at that as well. Um, But she, I've noticed, she has very unique taste in movies that, I mean, I don't personally align with, but she has got her own unique flavor. Like, she, and she'll stand behind it, which it took me a very long time to just stand behind the things I love. And not be embarrassed by it, even when you know, like, you love something that's universally hated. Um, so I'm, I, I love Roxy for that, but I'm, yeah, I'm like, really? But she may be in the same boat as me, which is she came to them so young, right. they're probably nostalgic, because she and I are, like, the same age. Yeah, yeah, we ta- we discussed about how young she is. She's actually, we're both older than she is, so it's just like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was like four years old, so... Yeah. Oh, that that makes sense. Yep. Um, we'll get into that in the next show, for sure. So then, of course, Ken Knapsack's new book uh, is coming out. Uh, did you guys pre-order and get getting that book? Yeah, I pre-ordered it back in March, back when, whenever I heard the first announcement about it and was actually able to pre-order it. Um, I think it's supposed to arrive next week, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm a book reader, for sure. Um, I've read a few of the Star Wars books, which means I've actually told my husband things that he didn't know about Star Wars, which I always take a lot of enjoyment out of, because... Um, he's the hardcore Star Wars fan, and I kind of just jumped on with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big reader. I, I just, I like watching things personally, so um, I'll, yeah. If it comes out on audiobook, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner reading this Ken Napsog Star Wars book. <laughs> Like, I would listen to it if Ken read it himself. Like I, that's probably gonna happen if that happens. 
I, that I, would I, be cool. I think it would be if they if they do an audiobook option. He's got definitely got to read it. Yeah, that makes more sense if he read it. So, That'd and he can cool. have such a soothing voice, like oh, he, oh yeah, he, sh- he should read like um an inspirational kind of like bedtime story kind of book, audiobook, you know, that you could fall asleep listening to and have cozy dreams. Like I think he'd have the perfect voice for that. With with whale sounds uh, yeah. underneath of his voice, Absolutely. just lightly, yeah. I think it would be perfect. All right, and uh, on that note, it's time to wrap it up and go to bed, guys. Woo! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of whales, uh, Roxy tells everyone oh, yeah. that <laughs> whales have had legs. <laughs> Yeah, that came out of left field in the show when she said that. And then, and I I don't know if it's because I just didn't believe it, or it's because Roxy said it, but my first thought was, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> my first thought was, God, I hope that this is true, because I don't want, like, I don't want the embarrassment of her saying this out loud, and then you know, disproving it. So I was so happy when they looked it up, and it really was research that has come out recently. Oh, yeah. It was just, like, interesting. It's like she, then Roxy knew something that they didn't. It was like, oh, good for you. Good for you, Roxy. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I thought we, I thought we were looking at another 13 hours stuck on the train incident. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Roxy. Over-exaggeration, Roxy. <laughs> I feel her pain, though, because I once started a story with the sentence, I almost died today, and I forgot my husband was sitting next to me, and he knew the true story, and he was like, no, you didn't. I don't even remember what the story was, you know, something, an accident almost happened of some sort. And so he was like, that is not what happened. I'm like, I'm telling this story. Let me tell it the way I want to tell it. So I feel her pain. Some things just sound better than the truth when you actually are telling a story. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can. I can give you all that. Uh, let's discuss one of the best quotes around that period in the episode was uh, "Rattle off every penguin by their numbers." <laughs> I thought we were talking about Batman. <laughs> uh, that had me dying laughing. I I knew from Makuga that penguins. I went, oh, he's talking hockey or whatever sport the penguins are. But I don't know how she didn't know that. It's Makuga. Of course, he's talking about a sport in Pittsburgh. But that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, Roxy, you poor little soul. She's great, man. She she, she is so great she on the show. So great. <laughs> yep. She gives us those little moments, and we just love listening to Claire live because of that reason. Um, and you know what, though, as much as I love Roxy when she is being what she calls or what they call the little sister, I right. love Roxy when she is just going crazy on things that she knows like uh later on in the week when they started talking about um 
uh, physical constants uh, across, uh, like they were asking what that meant over like multiple universes. And she just, she knows all that stuff because she Mm -hmm. loves DC. Or when she's interviewing someone, she she and Christian kind of rival each other in terms of um, how well they do at interviewing and asking Mm -hmm. good questions and and great. I think that she's just fabulous. So I love it when she's being silly, but I also just, I'm happy that every now and then she kind of does get to show what she can do because sometimes they just peg her as the little sister who tagged along and, you know, they're kind of keeping her out of the loop or, picking picking on her so i love it when she gets to actually show what she can do like like you go awesome yeah she's a real professional when it comes to what she's passionate about and what she does with her work so she knows what she's doing so yeah for sure since we're talking about her let's talk about the whole poop in the yard (laughs) The neighbor's oh dog. Gosh. This has been a thing for the whole week, so let's just put this to rest right now. Let's just talk about this. Because she goes up to the neighbor, talks about the incident itself, and at first she's, the neighbor's like, Oh, that never happens. Oh, I pick up the poop right away. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? You sure about that? And yet Roxy still finds poop, and she has a folder on her phone of poop pictures. As evidence. Poor Roxy. She's too nice. And I just... I don't know, man. She's too nice. I would... I, I'm, I'm not saying that I would do the old poop in a bag in a flaming bag <laughs> trick, but... Dude, I just might do that. Oh. It's moments like that, though... Where I get so much anxiety myself because I'm like, I would not know what to do right now. Like, I'm I'm that person who wants everyone to get along and everything to be fine and non-confrontational. So I feel her when you're just like, I need this issue resolved, but I cannot resolve it. And I think later on in the week that she does update us about that. And I think the neighbor recognizes the problem and she said that she had no more bags <laughs> i was like poor excuse. that is a poor excuse like you should buy bags on a regular and then they they actually had like a resolution where roxy would give her bags as like a peace offering kind of thing between the two you know just like here i bought you the bags pick up the poop boom which is, is actually a good idea as a neighbor I thing to do I hope they update us on that next week because I want to know if she actually went through with it or not because, um, I mean, that is about the best thing you could do at that point. Yeah, but what if she buys the bags for her and then the chick still doesn't pick up the shit, you know? Well, we'll just have to find out next time on Collider Live if she updates us. That's when the flaming bag comes in. (laughs) And, and fuck putting it on the front porch and ringing the doorbell. Dude, I'm throwing that shit through an open window. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, my stomp God. that shit out on your living room floor. Oh, goodness. Oh, Wade. Oh, Wade. Oh, my God, Wade. Oh. Uh, so, um, because of the poop folder of those pictures of poop, uh, Roxy was actually 
getting a new phone at the same time. Um, because I remember she was talking about her own phone, because she's had it for, like, years, and now she's got the new, like, iPhone, and she's, like, I follow her on Instagram, she's, like, posting selfies, but she's, like, oh, the new camera looks very good, so, I mean, we, I constantly, uh, upgrade my phone when it needs it to be time to upgrade. Do you guys keep your phones, uh, cell phones over a period of time, or you just gotta just gotta get the latest update for the phone? I, uh, still have, um, well, I guess it's mildly updated. I still have a 7, iPhone 7, something. Um, it's, I know, let's see. I think I just hit two years, so I guess it's not been that drastically long. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't update as often as I could. I mean, like, at this point, I could up, upgrade right now. It would probably be about time. But I can't. Um, bring myself to invest in that much money when I don't even always fully understand what changed. Yeah, that, that's true. And I, I refuse to call it a cell phone. I call it a, a pocket computer that just happens to make phone calls on occasion. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I should have said smartphone? Ooh, it's a smartphone. It, it's terrible, dude. It. Well, we went over this before, dude. Like. When I was 18, I had a pager. Come on, man. It's... I, I can't keep up with technology. This shit's insane, dude. It, it is, dude. I, I don't know, man. I'm watching okay. Netflix and shit on my fucking phone, dude. What the hell yeah. is going on? It's, it's supposed to be a phone. There was a time when phones didn't even text people. All you could do was call. And then, and then there was even a time I remember when there were no cordless phones. Like I'm not talking cell phones. I'm talking pre-cell phone, baby. We're talking when you had a cord in the wall and you had to stand in the same fucking spot or go to the store and buy like a 20-foot extension cord. And even then, you felt like you were trapped because you could only go so far, dude. Yeah. But now you reach in your pocket and, and and I don't know. And you don't even, dude, shit's so lazy. You don't even have to type on it anymore. You just go Google, and then you ask a question, and then and then check this shit out. When you ask your phone a question, it it talks back to you and gives you a fucking answer, dude. And I had a pager when I was eighteen. Imagine how I feel in this time and day. Okay. Right? Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Harloff mentions about reading, uh, watching CNN about Jeopardy and how that horror deal with the... Um... Oh, God, what was it? It was... I was trying to remember the Jeopardy thing. It was just because the guy is so good and there's an expert that was on and he was like, it's, it's ruining Jeopardy. Is it real? Is uh, it though? Is it though? No, no, it's not at all, dude. It's getting people watching it. It's getting people excited for it. No, it's not ruining it at all, dude. They need one of these every now and then. Um, yep. and they've got a budget. They, I mean, yes, he's probably killing that budget. But, you know, you need some you need to, some press. So this is basically them paying for advertising. 
without paying for advertising. Um, and I am so upset. We cannot figure out how to watch Jeopardy. I do not get the right chance. I think I would literally have to hook up an antenna to my TV, um, which I've not had the motivation to do. Uh-oh. But I I would love to watch it because I want to see like how he plays and everything. But um, so I haven't gotten to catch any of it. Have y'all gotten to catch any of it? Um, I've seen a little bit, but just YouTube clips. It's oh, okay, it's quite okay. impressive. I haven't. I haven't. I have. I I used to watch Jeopardy, and now with this new guy coming in, I I think I saw it once, maybe. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's not. It's really good. For, for them, at least, you know, it's a new record, you know. Kind of excited to see how They're far it goes. On a two-week break right now from him, they're doing some teachers tournament. Oh, yeah. cool. So he'll be back after this coming week, like okay. this week, and then next week, and then he'll be back. Um. So then they discussed about the box office, which is all about that end game beating uh, Titanic number two. Highest grossing film worldwide. That's massive. Being yeah, out, Jay- James Cameron said about it. He did. Oh, no, I didn't hear anything. No, he recently uh, sent a message to Kevin Feige and Marvel and kind of gra- congratulated them about it. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, he was very big about the whole thing and very, you know, saying, you know, what a great. Um, accomplishment it was and all of that um and so i thought that was very big of him i mean he still has the number one spot so it's not like he's hurting at the moment right i mean unless endgame climbs up to number one do you think it will i hope so it might i think because it's at number two right now it's almost to number one I think it's possible. I mean, it's it's worth the money, but I just they keep talking about it too on the show is that Disney owns both Avatar and uh, Marvel, so it's more money for them. Yeah. So it, there's no competition to be honest. It's, maybe it's competition between directors at most, but it's not competition between companies. So I, I mean, can't stand Avatar, man. I just want it to get knocked out just because of that. I mean, it's been 10 years since Avatar, so there's a lot that has happened in 10 years, so maybe. It hasn't been long enough. (laughs) I'm just kind of surprised that 10 years later we have this movie come out, and boom, it's going to be like pretty close to Avatar level of box office um, success. Yeah, with Avatar, more Avatars coming out a couple years after that. Well, yeah, I guess we can kind of bring that up now is where... They did release about the sequels, which, goddamn, James Cameron, you're filling filling them all at once. It's just like, calm the fuck down. Can you just film one and release it? Dear Lord, he's just focused on the sequels, and it's like I, I've I've heard it for ten years now. It's like oh, I got a sequel coming up pretty soon. I'm super excited. It's like I'm not a fan of Avatar either. It's like sure, it has. It's 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 a cookie cutter movie. It's 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 the same environmental message that's been in previous environmental movies. It's like it's not that original. Maybe the effects are, but that's pretty much it. Think, do you guys think that that 
him doing all the sequels back to back is a sign that maybe he doesn't have confidence in it and he just wants to push it and spoon feed it to us? I I've only heard uh certain directors filming back to back. There's only for two films, like like recently, like Endgame, I, th- I think they both filmed Infinity War and Endgame at the same time, so that's why it came out a year later. And then another example that was um, back in the day, actually thirty years ago at least or more, was Back to the Future Part Two and Part Three. Those those are filmed back to back. So, and those both examples are very much quite successful. So, but with James Cameron, it's kind of ridiculous how they are. He is like doing like more than two back-to-back, which is unheard of, in my opinion. So, I don't know. He might be confident in, in his sequels. I think so. He's a, he's a well-direct... He's a well-established director. I I feel like with Avatar, I really liked it in theaters because it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful film. Um... And it just doesn't hold up once you go home, because what makes it so good is, like, the spectacle of it. You know, the story doesn't hold up quite as well, and of course nothing looks as good on your TV at home as it does on the big screen. And I think that's a problem, because if that's true of the sequels, like, if the story isn't you know, unique and interesting and pulls you in. Because that story was not unique. I mean, it was Fern Gully and a thousand other movies made over. Um, if it's not going to pull you in, then, yeah, maybe you'll see it in theaters, but that doesn't mean you want to keep going to them. Um, not to compare it to um, Transformers, which far inferior quality movies to Avatar, I would say. Um but, you know, at some point people stopped giving them their money as much. And so I don't know if it pays to make four of them back to back. Especially, it's been like ten years, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone care anymore? That's the thing. <laughs> like, oh. it, it's too far from moved. I would understand if they he did it like two or three years after it, but it's like, it's been 10 years i i get i've i've heard of sequels coming out you know years after i mean they eventually start to, like later on in the week they start talking about blade runner 2049 and that's like 30 plus years since the original film so i mean it's i don't know christian seems to have a lot more confidence in it than i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah and at least it's switching off between like Avatar and Star Wars, Avatar and Star Wars. So it's just gonna be interesting. Well, of course, the following show they talk about how the next film's gonna be in twenty twenty two. So just like there's gonna be a gap between the this one and the next one. So which is gonna drive Star Wars fans crazy because they're so used to having like one to two films every year, more or well, less. I mean, they're not filming anything right now, so. It, it's going to probably take them that long to get something going, I assume. And we don't know for sure, right? But uh, we're assuming that the 2022 might be the Benioff and Weiss. Um, Old Republic film? It's speculated that that's what it's going to be. Maybe. I mean, they did cancel Ryan Johnson's trilogy, so that's probably going to be the thing. Or um, Ryan Johnson. 
They you did know. officially cancel it? Yep, I've heard it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you stupid money-making mouse. Oh, Jesus. Not, not a Ryan Johnson fan? I mean, I, I like... I like <clears throat> excuse me. I like movies. I take them on an individual basis. I don't really... I can't say there's any directors that I don't like, you know, but I just... I try so hard to like The Last Jedi, and I just can't. I want to so fucking bad, but I just can't. And for that reason, I just don't... I personally... Even though I think he probably could do some kick-ass Star Wars shit that's not related to anything we already know, but just based on what he did with The Last Jedi, I just have no interest in having him anywhere near Star Wars. Yeah, we still don't know. I mean, I mean, they could always like get any other director to do it. I mean, they, they the crew itself they even like pushed out the Russo brothers to direct something in Kin because they are big Star Wars fans. So, yeah. I mean, they could be anything. I mean, but they do have the Mandalorian coming out on Disney Plus. There's there's that coming out as well. So there's depending on how many episodes that is, they'll talk about that before the next movie comes out. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to Star Wars. Uh, squirrel! <laughs> All those squirrels. Squirrels! Uh. Squirrels are dicks. <laughs> squirrels are dicks and cats are assholes. <laughs> squirrel! Um, yeah, the Squirrel War is still on with Christian Harloff and, uh, Jesus Christ with Makuga. Holy shit! You talk about that really seriously. I, I, and I thought dogs was serious last week, but this time with the squirrels, holy shit, Makuga! It's like flamethrowers and BB guns. Like what the fuck, dude? I was completely against Makuga last week on dogs. I'm with him on the squirrels <laughs> this week, dude. I mean, I'm not like I would try everything I could to humanely relocate well i wouldn't relocate them but like to humanely get them the hell out out of my way and off my property but if they aren't leaving i'm sorry man but i'm gonna fuck them up (laughs) okay then i have squirrels everywhere but they don't i don't even know if they i've seen one in my yard in all this time um and it was tiny enough to squeeze through the chain link to get back out when my dog took off after it but uh they they leave my stuff alone but i guess whenever you're in more of a like metropolitan kind of area they just don't have anywhere to go so that's probably his big issue is they don't have anywhere to go so they go and hang out on his furniture and everything and they chew everything but i love that makuga's like yeah my mom just carries a bb gun around with her and shoot, you know, she just shoots them. And I'm just like, like, what is she doing in Pittsburgh? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so then the, the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped, and it had full of Endgame spoilers. Um, Have you they seen did... Endgame, Kalen? Yes, we've seen it twice. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, cool. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
So they did talk about this trailer uh, later on in the week as well. So we could stack it up here and say uh, th this movie has some promise based upon what they told us here. Uh, because there's that one point on what day was that they were talking about it, and Makuya like walked out the door when it comes to like multiverse talk. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I'm out of here. See you later." <laughs> now, gonna... Do you guys think that? Do you guys think that that was, that was unprofessional? Um. For this show. Uh, yeah, like him just getting... I mean, in the reason, like, it wasn't like somebody said something and it really upset him on a personal level it, or like the last time he walked out or whatever that stupid shit was. But I'm saying, like, it just, like, really? I mean, your job is to be on the show and talk about what's talked about on the show. If you don't have anything to say, that's fine. Just sit there and listen. But, I mean, do you think it was unprofessional for him to, for it being that, and he got up and just walked out. So, let me say this up front. I think he timed that pretty well, because I think he wanted to get out the door, and that was probably the excuse to do so, because he didn't come back for a while, so, um, after that. So, I think he was, like, planning this out, it's like, alright, this is too much for my brain, I'm walking out, and he probably went to the bathroom or something. He's the one who left it in the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> oh, Poopgate has been solved by J. Wade. <laughs> no, I didn't think that was unprofessional. I just thought, because multiverse is very much a lot to talk about, a lot to think in, because there's a lot of universes, a lot of talk, and that just it's too much for one person's brain, probably. And I think even uh, Christian said, no, he, had to, he, he needed to do something. Like, oh, right on. He just needed to get out of the room. Um, I must have missed that bit. Yeah, with it, because uh, Roxy was worried that she upset him uh, somehow by talking about multiverses, but um, which it doesn't feel like a controversial topic, but um, yeah, so Christian was just like, oh, he probably just had to go to the bathroom or something like that. Like, don't worry about him. He'll be back. So... It's not unprofessional because I think there was a re an underlying reason, but if he genuinely got mad about multiverses, then I think that maybe we we do have an issue there, but I don't think that was the real reason. True. I'm, I must have missed that bit when I was taking my notes. That was way later. Like, it, it like time elapsed, and then she got really worried that she upset him. Because uh, uh, right the last time he stormed out, she did upset him. So, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was genuine. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I was kind of excited because, yeah, Wednesday, what happened was they released a clip, which was Spider-Man meeting Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, and that clip explained about the the multiverses that they're in and what Beck is from, and that opened a lot, and they didn't even talk about it fully. I went in full force. I, ever, like, I looked it up, too, and I went into the Collider Discord, actually, to talk about it in the spoiler section of Endgame. And nobody talked about it in there either. I'm kind of surprised. But uh, where did I say this? Uh, so Beck says the MCU is in Earth 616, which is the current Marvel Comics universe. And people are like, no, 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 no. That makes no sense. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is 
Earth 1999999. And I'm thinking, you can't reference that in a movie because if they reference that Earth in the movie, that means they're acknowledging the MCU, which they can't. Only Deadpool, Deadpool can do it because he breaks the fourth wall. Um, but Mysterio said he's from Earth 833, which I looked into, and that is the universe where uh, Spider UK is from, which is William Billy Braddock. So it was kind of cool to have that kind of universe. So maybe we'll see other Spider-Men come through that universe, maybe. I mean, I like the idea of them opening it up a little bit, um, only because, I mean, we, we just killed off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And also... Like, if, if there were, like, powerful, especially good people um, out there, or especially on Earth, like, going to interact with Peter Parker, they probably would have made themselves known by this point. So I guess it's a nice little loophole to get some new people in. Um, at that, they kind of opened up for themselves by having everything that they had in Endgame. Well, I agree. <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, we don't know until we see the movie, because uh, Mysterio's known for his lies, and uh, so he might be lying about the universe thing. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but from what I've heard, yeah, he's he's not really a trustworthy character, and so we don't we probably don't know the full story, and they're not going to give it to us. No, see you see the movie. movie. Yeah. You see the Jay movie. Jay Hall would never lie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how that goes. I mean, I love my Spider-Man, um, but Christian didn't like uh, the character choices for uh, Zendaya's MJ in the in the Spider-Man film so far, which I thought she's okay. I mean, she's different for the going for for the high school thing. I mean, it's not like it's going to be Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane or anything like that. Well, like they were saying, you don't really know she's Mary Jane until later. Like, mm-hmm. isn't it like the last scene of the movie of Homecoming before you even know? Mm-hmm. Um, or towards the end. So, from that perspective, I think they did a really good job with that because then she was able to just be her own character. You didn't come in with all these preconceived notions of what she should be. Exactly. Um. So, in that regard. I don't care because the way she was introduced was as a wholly individual new person. Um, and I quite like that it's someone that sort of challenges him, doesn't just look up to him and idolize him. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Spider Man fan in the world, so, you know. <laughs> not that I don't like him, but it's just, I like. I like the Batman, so I'll talk about that all day and night. Okay, then. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, this is... Was this before or after the interview when Makuga went to school with hot, a hot girl game called Sexy Six and then Bomb Squad and then Guy's Umpire? Oh. Empire. Oh. Sorry, Empire. yeah. Empire, yeah. M, yeah, sorry. I yeah. can't remember if that was before or after the interview, but that shit was funny. <laughs> I yeah, and I could I could relate on no level whatsoever. Um, 
but it, it is funny to think about real Mean Girls squads existing yeah. out there. Did they not watch the movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't end too well. No, yeah, we yeah. When I was in school, they never no group had a, a particular name or anything like that. We had the cliques. We had like, you know, you had your geeks, you had your popular kids, you had your this, that, and the other, but there was like no set group with a name. No, I mean, aside from just like the football players, you know, the football team, stuff like that. No. So. Yeah, I we, I ran with a crew that went to a different high school and uh, we were called the Zone Boys and then... <sighs> When I went to, uh, it, it was, it was, it, it, it was because we would get stupid stoned and then we'd zone out. And then this one guy that we used to hang out with, that was a few years older than us. He was like, he was like, man, y'all boys zone out a lot. And then it just like, and then he's just like, y'all are the zone boys. And then, uh, yeah, so that was it. But. Other than that, like the preps and jocks and all that, nobody had any names. It was just us crazy stoner kids. But again, we're talking like 20 years ago, dude, so. Right. Of course. Times were different back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, totally, man. Everything was different back then as far as high school kids. Oh, I was... Well, I shouldn't say that. Twenty years ago, I was I was in elementary school, so I went to, couldn't talk shit. <laughs> um. Okay, so the interview they had for the, the Money Show, getting into it, is the uh, Amy Rose was on, and they were familiar with uh, Amy Rose. Uh, they had a past with each other, and that's what kind of led. To, she was like the reason that they're up to this point with Claire Live, apparently. Which is interesting. She's a filmmaker uh, for the film Equal Playing Field about the female soccer players to Mount Kilimanjaro in uh, Africa to play soccer and break in war records. Which I thought it was interesting. It looks like a pretty interesting uh, film. I, I looked up. I looked it up and uh, googled a little bit about it. it. Looks pretty interesting. I was just excited to have two women in Collider Live at the same time. Um, it doesn't happen all that often. So I was just like, oh my god, there's two women sitting in the room together. Yeah, it was cool. Oh yeah, and of course, us, we've we've experienced that before with, um, uh, what was it, Roxy and Arena eventually did a show together. That was like the ultimate crossover. People were freaking out when that happened. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, I think it's happened like once. So yeah. Well, uh, Roxy and Kate were in there together, they weren't were. they? Yeah, yep. they they did an episode together. Yep. So it it happens rarely, but when it does, it it I just naturally notice it as a woman. I just of course, you know, it yep. just jumps out at me because every I mean I am so glad that they always have at least one female on the show. That's better than some situations out there, and um, but when there's two, I'm just it's it's just such a rare diamond yeah and that is particularly why we uh wanted to get a female co-host on this podcast to get that perspective <laughs> just like collider live <laughs> trying to yeah, be sure. trying to be the same more or less uh 
Anything else about the interview that you guys struck outside of that? Not for me. Um, just that I, I, I've heard Christian mention her before. Um, he's, he mentions her here and there because of, obviously, she sort of got them into that space. And it was just nice to finally put a face to a name and, and right. see... Like, oh, I can completely see why she would have um, encouraged, you know, people to... You can just tell from her, her energy and her personality that she can obviously uh, help people and wants to help people, you know, reach their potential. She just seems like that's, like, the perfect kind of job for her. Um so I'm glad she's like making the movie that she's making. It sounds really interesting. And I'm just glad that Christian, you know, got to sort of tell her thank you on the air. I'm sure he's told her that before, but mm -hmm. I'm glad he got to do that on the air because it's just, it, he, the one, not the one, one great thing about Christian is he is so like, he, he tells you who got him there. He doesn't act like, he did it all on his own. He lets you know, and he thanks those people. Just like the uh, the person in WWE, whose name I can't remember, but who he thanked. Yeah, yeah. Word mm -hmm. got back to him. So I just, I, I was really happy that, you know, he got to bring her on and let her promote. Like, he got to do this for her now, um, which he never would have been able to let her come on there and promote her movie if she hadn't kind of nudged him along in this space so i just thought that was really cool like paying it back yeah yeah i like it when christian uh uh when he spreads his appreciation and acknowledges other people and he does it quite a bit oh yeah like mm -hmm. and my god in terms of someone who has stories to tell yeah just every, sure. time he, every time he starts talking about his life, I'm just like, we, I could listen to this for an hour because I don't fully understand how one human has done everything he's done. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking over the notes. There's one last thing that happened. Wasn't there a, a giveaway on Monday? Yeah, there was. Um, it was the glass Blu-ray giveaway. Ah, uh, okay. Isn't I was... that where he made him, them ask a question or answer a question and they weren't allowed to stumble over it? That's what it yeah. was. That's what I, I was trying to remember what that giveaway was. But yeah, and I was now looking at uh, your note about how <laughs> uh, Harlov sets the rules for that giveaway. It was just like Roxy was just so against it. It was like, wait, you didn't set up the, <laughs> the rules right. Because like, yeah, the people were not supposed to be like stumbling or ums and ahs you know during the call he has to be like a perfect call <laughs> to win it yes and he completely ignored his own rules and i'm with her i'm like i don't and she flat out says she's like i don't think your rules are more fair but you set up the rules and then you didn't follow them and i that's the first thing i noticed as soon as she said that i'm like i am completely with you and i i'm i'm also completely with her that his rules were dumb because anyone who's trying to talk without a script in front of them is going to say, uh, or, um, but the P I think that both the people who won it did really well. Yeah. Uh, not too shabby, but they did not follow his rules. <laughs> oh, they didn't. 
So, so wait, did you try to call in on Monday? Yeah, dude, I called 64 times on Monday, dude. What? I want want to see Glass. I want to own it on Blu-ray, and I don't want to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, I called 64 times, dude. And then on Wednesday, for the Fighting With My Family giveaway, I get through on the sixth fucking time. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that now. Um, on a Wednesday show, yeah, for that giveaway. And I, all of a sudden I hear a voice like, wait, I know that voice. What the hell? It's Jay Wade. Holy shit. Oh, man, I need, yeah, you, you, nailed, you nailed it, man. You you were, like, solid. You were, like, smooth. And yep. now, now that you've actually taken or been taken as a call, you can give us some inside information. So... Whenever you get accepted, like, does Cody screen you first? Like, does he ask you anything? Or does oh, no. he just patch you right through? He patches you right through. Like, um, like when when you're watching it on YouTube, and or, or you're listening to it, but I watch it on YouTube, and uh, you hear the, yeah, then it's, it's like it's you're on the air. The first thing you hear is Christian going, okay, who do we got? And, I mean, you're on within a second. So, one second it's ringing, and then the next you're on there. Because, well, the first thing, it was ringing, and then I heard, Not now, Derek! And I was like, what? And then it was, and then I heard Christian going, Oh, you know, okay, hey, you know, you're on. I was like, all right, cool, 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 I'm on. Uh, okay. I, they really are taking a risk by not... Yeah. Not having any sort of middleman process there. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's no screening or anything like that whatsoever. It's I don't even I don't know, I'd imagine maybe they've got three to five lines, if that. Because dude, they really might just have one line. Um and just when one calls over they just take the next call that gets through. I don't know, but yeah, they definitely don't have a switchboard where they, you know, you know, hey, hold on, you're on hold. It's nothing like that. You just, your phone rings, and then they pick it up, and you're on air. Oh, man. That explains why people seem just so uh, in shock as soon as Christian's talking to them. Like, they don't know what to say. They probably don't know what to say because they didn't even think that someone was going to pick up the phone. Yeah, well, I I went into it knowing that there's a delay, so I had my vault. As soon as they finished with the call that they were on, I would turn down my volume all the way and just listen to the phone ringing. So then I would know if on the phone I heard something, then it had to be them. So that helped out a lot because it wasn't one of those where I'm like, you know, hey, am I on? Just I was like, okay, I'm on when they start talking, so. That helped a lot if you turn down the TV and just listen to your phone. Otherwise, you're on a delay, and it's really oh, hard to, to yeah. line it up. Right. Yeah, and you're listening to yourself. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that, and then, of course, before, you know, in between the recording here, there was an echo, and they didn't want the echo coming through as you're talking, so that's why you have to mute or turn on the volume of the show, because otherwise it would be a feedback loop on the show so yeah so so now you know about echoes more wade 
Yeah, I'll uh, be sure to wear my hair thins next time. So, um, of course, our producer probably will cut that bit out of the episode, so I don't know if that'll be in or not. Uh, As well, too, motherfuckers. Um, so, now, finally, we're on Tuesday show! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Monday... I feel like Monday unpacks a lot, and this is why, on the previous episodes, I suggested that you come on Monday with an hour show because you're coming back from a weekend and you're trying to, you know, unpack everything from the weekend and whatever news comes from that, and you have an hour show for that. Of course, with the interview, it makes sense to make it two hours um, because you got to have that space for the guests. So that's why there's so much on Monday. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, there was a lot. So, okay. I for and I it, it was Tuesday show and I totally forgot what the original title was for the episode because they changed it mid like before they went live and I can't remember what the original title was. I was trying to remember what it was. And so it was uh of course like I mentioned before it was the Star Wars 20, 2022 and Roxy was tweeting out because you know she tweets out, you know, for them to listen to on their Twitter and she's like uh this is the information I should know. And there was this whole thing between Roxy and Makuga. And Makuga's like, you know, you would pay attention to your Twitter if, you know, because Collider, Collider tweets out and takes everyone in it and you should, you know, retweet it, you know? And she's like, I don't get that because she's like, I think if you have a verified account, apparently your mentions are different than if you have an unverified account. So it's like all mixed up. And she's like, I can't figure it out. I, I wouldn't know anything like that. It was just a funny thing. And then another thing with Roxy was that she was coming in, and she said hi to Makuga, and she's like, hi. <laughs> and nothing, just nothing from Makuga. And then she was like, can, I, can you hold the door? And like, nothing from Makuga. And she and he <laughs> texted her him, and he has his phone vibrate, so he couldn't feel that. And, <laughs> God, it was just so funny. It was like... Maybe he's mad at her. I don't know. Well, he didn't, like, he was, like, not paying attention, apparently, so... Um, he says but... he didn't hear her. And I, uh, if that's true, I feel bad for both of them because there's nothing worse than trying to talk to someone and realizing that they are, they didn't hear what you said. And I don't even know if she realized it. Um, she just thought he was ignoring God bless her. God bless her. And she indeed. apparently can't get in the building. Yeah, she's not like a part of Collider. So right. she, she's she comes in to guest on Collider Live for the week, and she goes to Screen Junkies for Thursday and Friday apparently right. or something. So yeah, she doesn't have a key to get into the door. So yeah, so she has to rely on people to get through the door. Which is standing out in the rain. <laughs> you just I, I gotta just imagine like a knock on the door. Dun, 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 dun. Hey guys, it's uh, it's Roxy. I'm outside. Dun, dun, dun. Let me in. I feel like if she's going to be there three days a week, I, I feel like she earned a key at that point. It makes like, sense. Give the girl a key. Yeah, just I give agree. Her a key. Yeah, just give, them a spare, give her a spare key, you know? Uh, okay, so yeah, Tuesday show, I know I, did, I had to put that on top because that was one of the things between Roxy and Makuga is that they have like, like a big brother, little sister dynamic, you know, arguing over this, that, and the other. But so on Tuesday show... Harlov, Riley, McCougan, Roxy were on. I, Christian kept on talking about this this week, and I, I watched it when it came out, but did you guys watch the Inside Shmodown with Roxy? I did not. I kept forgetting to, but they mentioned it twice. 
like, he's he's very like you guys gotta see this and I, I watched it and it was like yeah so she's smack talking a lot of people in it so what that's just Roxy I just didn't think that was a big deal but he was like oh no you guys gotta listen to it it was perfect on audio it's like yeah and then actually played it back on later on the week for them to listen to and it's like oh I mean. It, I mean, Roxy. Yeah, I don't get into the storyline as much as I just like the trivia and shit. I, Go on. I only watch it for the trivia. I, I, to be honest, I fast forward through the yeah. starting stuff. I watch the trivia, and as soon as they say who won, I turn it off to the point that I had to go find the the video where she slaps Ben just to figure out what they were talking about because. They're like, if you watch this match, you you'll know exactly what we're talking about. And I'm like, I guess I fast, I guess I turned it off before she slaps Ben. So, yeah, it was I, I, it was after it was like after the the competition. Yeah. They're like leaving, and then swam. I was like, bam. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I do, I kind of do actually watch it for the bits, you know, you know, seeing where they go with like. The potential storylines. I mean, that's why Schmodown's a thing because it's like it's movie trivia with wrestling storylines. Which, uh, but yeah, I, I at first it was like for the trivia, but now I'm kind of like into what what he's trying to build with all these stories, I guess. So now, I will say, um, my husband and I actually went out to L.A. for the first live Schmodown they did. Yeah. Um, back last spring, and seeing all of that stuff play out live is a ton of fun. Um, oh, oh, I bet. Even, yeah, even though, I mean, we don't particularly pay attention to, like, I know a little bit just because they talk about it here and there, like on Collider Live, I kind of know who rivals who and stuff like that a little bit. But just the energy in that room, you're just like, um, you just become like pack mentality. And it's yeah. just, it, so that was a ton of fun, but that's the most I've ever paid really close attention to the storylines. But also the other thing is a lot of these people are not actors like Roxy is, but a lot of them are not actors. So I get very um, uncomfortable really fast watching some of some of it. It's, it's, it's decent. It's, not bad. it's, yeah, it's decent. Not- it's not like z-grade like bad movie acting it's like it's like theater acting at most like it's like they're putting on a show you know yeah so it it lives somewhere between unscripted and scripted you know like they kind of know what they're gonna say but it's not like watching a movie or something Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing that gets me like the same reason i can't watch wrestling something about it even if they're really good at it something about that just makes me uncomfortable, and I'm just like, nope, I, I can watch them fighting all day long and beating the crap out of each other, but I can't watch them pretending <laughs> to hate each other, and, you know, yeah. I don't know why. And I kind of like how they actually bring it on to, like, Collider Live, too, especially, like, after the slap in there. They just, like, Riley and Roxy just had that, like, steamy, like, mm, kind of feel to it. It's like, okay, I can feel the energy between the two, kind of in a way. But yeah, but yeah, and a lot of the fan base can't take that, man. Oh, like yeah. The, you know, they they can't handle all the schmodown talk and 
being mad at Roxy for slapping Ben and all this just I don't know whatever man <laughs> of course if you want to listen to more Schmodown talk you should definitely listen to Talking Schmodown which is on this network that our producer Josh does so definitely recommend you listen to that <laughs> cross promotion you're welcome uh it is a good show. I've listened to it a few times. Yeah, he's very he's very uh, good with it. So, if you're yeah. lo- if you want to hear more besides us briefly talking about it because they talk about it in Collider Live, go for it. New Mutants. We talked about this on a previous show, but they pushed it back a year. Again, it's like when is this movie yeah. coming out? It's like because I remember the I don't know what episode it was, but I remember actually talking about it with with you Wade and our past co-host Sean about it because. It was like it was supposed to come out this year. They pushed it to August, and all of a sudden, oh, 2020 now in April. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> New Mutants. Yeah, the are- original trailer looked so damn good, man. I was excited to see it just based off that. Yeah. I, oh, man. It's just, it's very disappointing. It's like, it, I mean, I'm. And they were talking about, like, is it going to be in the theaters? Is it going to be, like, on Disney Plus? Or is it going to... It's probably going to be on Hulu, I think. They have to... Like, if Disney is pushing it back, it, they should just put it on Hulu at this point. Just just because... If it's not going to come on theaters, just do it. Uh, I would not be shocked if they just bury it at this point. Um, maybe not because it's bad. Maybe just because at some point it's going to overlap with them creating their new doing whatever they're going to do with the X-Men. That's probably why they're doing reshoots, to kind of make it fit within what they're doing. So that's probably why they're pushing it back, so they can try to make it work with what they're doing now, which I can kind of make sense, but mind you, they filmed this in 2017. It's been two years far removed, and you're trying to add in new stuff, and it's just bringing people back in to like shoot this new stuff. It's just like, just release the damn movie. Yeah, especially with Dark Phoenix coming out this year, it's just like, and people are kind of like citing. Like I've seen a few people like I would rather see New Mutants than Dark Phoenix, and then vice versa. It's like, I don't know this the the whole Fox thing here is just making me crazy. Dark, how did y'all feel about Dark Phoenix's promotional stuff so far? I feel like it looks like a decent movie. Um, <laughs> it looks it looks like it could be a good movie. I just. I'm not familiar with the X-Men, really, and the very first one that they made is the only one I've seen, so yeah. Yeah, I'm we, just not really familiar with it. I, I'm i far removed from X-Men as well. I've have, I've not caught up with a lot of them yet, so, and I kind of, like, don't care at this point. I mean, it's just like, I never got into X-Men, so it'd be like, if I follow all the movies, it's like, I gotta skip this movie, and I watch this movie, and it's just like, it's it's massive to follow. And I hope they do something interesting with X-Men within the MCU, or, or show some, sometime in the future. Just establish a new... You're a big fan of the movies, Kalen? Um, I've, I've seen all of them. The... Now, the original trilogy, the X-Men, X2, and Last Stand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it years ago. I haven't, I haven't gone back to, really. Um, but the ones with the younger cast, um, mm-hmm. I, I've quite enjoyed some of them. Uh, Apocalypse was terrible. Um, like, just unwatchable, almost. 
but I loved Days of Future Past, uh, whatever that title is, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. I liked First Class quite a bit, um, but I feel like Dark Phoenix is getting a bad rap only because of the delays and the reshoots and the whatever, just like everything else, you know, people assume that means something bad. Um, but it doesn't look bad, so I'm hoping that if it is the last hurrah for this uh, series of movies, that it does kind of go out with a bang, because I, Apocalypse was not good, so I'm kind of hoping this wraps it up nicely. And, and that's a great segue into my next question for you. Um, does it does it take away any of uh, any of the excitement or anticipation for you to see it knowing that this very well could be the end of it and pretty much i mean i hate i don't want to minimize it and say that it pretty much doesn't matter but they're good if they very well move on from it it kind of doesn't matter in a way does that deter you at all or is is your excitement level still the same no matter what um, I think because it's a, a franchise that I've, I mean, I've watched them all, but it's not like something I live and die with. Um, I, I just like to see good movies. And I'm one of those people who I'll watch a show knowing that they only ever made two seasons of it and they're never going to make a third and still enjoy it. You know, I don't need, um, I don't need there to be a continuation. So I, I hope that it's good. I hope that it's a good movie that I can then add to my rotation of movies that I put on from time to time. And, um, but it does, it, it does suck just in terms of knowing it's over. Just like how many people are not going to watch the last seasons of all the Marvel shows on Netflix, knowing that that's See. the end of it. I'm one of those people. That's kind of, that's kind of where I was coming from too. Because I am one of those people. I love Daredevil, but I'm not gonna finish it, and you know, or Punisher. I'm not gonna finish that either because it's just kind of like, well, damn. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed with the Marvel Netflix Netflix stuff. It's just like, come on, as a way to say, come on, come on, man. Just like, cause I love, cause I loved like those shows. I mean, we we are getting the final season of Jessica Jones, that's coming up pretty soon. Um, that has not been canceled yet. So after that season, it's the final one. So, um, I don't know. Marvel, like I said, Marvel, the Marvel Fox thing is still just gonna be perplexing. We'll talk about that because they did mention a few stuff with that. I wanted to bring up was uh, the bit. Christian's bit with El Pacino and the impressions, and Makuga fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just butts right in, and it's like, I knew it, I knew it, I tried to set this up, and you had to fuck it up. <laughs> Why does he keep doing that? I, I don't know. It's Makuga. Hashtag, it, it's Makuga. It kind of makes me mad. <laughs> Hashtag, it's Makuga. I mean, I'm not surprised. I was just going to say, I, uh, I, I think he was oblivious i don't think he realized he was like stepping on something until he stepped on it um because as a comedian i'm sure that he as a rule has more respect for someone else's art um than than that but 
it, it was quite amusing because Christian was just like, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> and we yeah. never got the rest of it, right? He never went back to uh, it. No, he was like, well, but I think he, what he was going with that in the production of Al Pacino was, I guess he was talking about people who uh, complain about certain things. I think that's what it was. And, and then they do other little voices, which they named them actually, and I don't remember all the names, but they named like each impression of a, a person who would like comment, like, and they're complaining about these people who come in and it's like, oh, uh, I, how come they're not talking about Star Wars right away? It's like they talk about bullshit, but you know, hashtag that's the show. If you're going into the Collider Live, it's a radio show first. They're talking about what's going on with the week and with the news, but it's not like straight forward movie talk because that's movie talk it's not collider yeah. it's different so and i keep saying this like every time on the on this on the show it's like stop talking about these people i mean there's fans like us who watch and listen who appreciate it focus on them and you say thank you to us for that not talk about these people who complain and bitch about the show i know i know they hate it when we mention it because they talked about it on the show as well. It's like, oh, I hate when you guys <laughs> mention that. It's like, so we we just care about the show, so. Yeah, it. I mean, I get the frustration, for sure, because they're just trying to do something fun, and when people don't get it, it's sort of like when people, um, comment on articles from things like The Onion, and are like, <laughs> you know. This is terrible. Where is this country going? And it's like, oh, baby. Like, it's okay. You don't understand. Um, and I think that's how a lot of the people are that they're complaining about. Like, they're, it's not that... Uh, well, some of them are just, like, keep coming back to the show knowing what it is and complaining about it. But I think some people stumble upon a show thinking it's one thing and it's not. And are just, a, you know oblivious they're in their own little world and you just sort of want to pat them on the head and be like it's okay go somewhere else you know, this isn't for you it's okay yeah um so this week the new movie talk kind of debuted with a new format and they talked about that with a th i think have you guys been watching these shows since they updated a lot do you guys even I've watch? Watched, I what? watched every one of them this week. Cool. Um, and that's not true of most weeks. I used to, so Movie Talk used to be my staple that I watched every day. Uh -huh. And then when they started Collider Live, I started watching that every day. And I watched Movie Talk as much as I can, but I couldn't always get to it. But with it being, well, Perry says it's going to be 20 minutes. Uh, a few of them were 30. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed great. that too. Yeah. Um. I actually end up usually watching them the next morning, like in the morning while I'm trying to wake up and drink coffee and things like that. Like it's the perfect length for me to catch up oh, there you go. and sort of wake up. So it's it's been great because there were times where lots and lots of weeks where I'm just like, okay, I don't have time to listen to this even though I want to. Um, have y'all liked it so far? Have you been watching it? Uh, I checked it out Monday and Tuesday, and uh, it was all right. I do like that it's shorter, and it definitely it's it still feels like movie talk, but it's uh, 
but like Perry was saying, it's just shortened down to a couple, two or three topics, and mm-hmm. they just talk about them for longer, which is it is nice. It doesn't feel as rushed, and it doesn't feel like they're. Uh, it doesn't feel as much like you're going through a checklist, I guess. Yeah, I've checked out most of them, and I love how they are rotating co-hosts and hosts like every episode. Like, it's pretty cool how they did that. It's like because normally you have like a same crop of people during most episodes, but now they're like switching it around. And I love the shorter aspect. Of it. I think the oh, what was that? There was one this week that was I was watching, and I was so excited because they were they had uh, Scott Mance and. Jeff Snyder, or was it? Yes, I yes, think. Yes, because it was the um, the FYC crew. Yes, it was like they're, and they were talking about the Avengers Endgame time travel and how the writers and directors are talking about. It. And I was like, oh my god, they're talking about time travel. I was like so excited. So that was like it was a good episode. So, um, so yeah, I kind of like the new format, and they're, and they're kind of doing that for the other shows as well. I've noticed. Um, I think because I know Jedi Council's not changing. That's the same. Well, actually, I should probably save that because that was the big thing on Wednesday. Um, uh, for Tuesday, at least, there's um, Roxy met uh, Roxy mentioned the Met Gala, which I was like, okay, you're talking about the high fashion show, which the dresses are outrageous, I guess, and like Jer- Jared Leto comes in with his own fucking head. It's like okay. <laughs> This is too much for me. Yeah, the Met Gala is more art than clothing. Um, it, it's questionable, some of it, like in terms of functionality. Like, she she was asking, like, how do you go pee? And that is a good question, because you look at some of that and you're like, oh, nope, they just have to hold it until they get cut out of this thing later tonight. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the same thing as like my my movie rules or like Endgame. You know, don't drink during the whole thing. Don't drink any fluids because otherwise you gotta pee. <laughs> don't. Dude, I almost made it. I almost made it through Endgame, dude. I was like, I was like, I know it's almost over, it, but but like I can make it. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, I know it's almost over. <laughs> But I can't make it, so, like, just fucking go, dude. And I go, and then I come back in, and the first thing I see is the thing fly by the one person, and the other person grabs it. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck happened? what I miss? It's like, damn it. You had to go back to see it now? Oh, I just, I asked my niece, I go, well, I sat down and I just go, I go, hey, and she goes, what? And I go, did anybody die? And she goes, no. And I go, shame. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. I just uh, strategically timed it so that I knew we were going twice that opening weekend. So I just made sure that that I paid attention to where I peed the first time. So that the second time we saw it, I would pee somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, filled in the gaps. I sat through it like a boss, so... Uh, fuck you! I, uh, did, I don't buy anything when I go to the movies. I just go to the movie and see the movie. Don't buy any food or drink, so... That's my new rule. That's a waste of money anyways, so... 
in my opinion. Anywho, yep. uh, so Makuga is always there when it comes to new shows coming out, and they talked about Char- Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, first off, it's not in Russia; it's in Ukraine, Makuga. So that's why they don't have Russian accents. It's but if they had Ukrainian accents, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. But I think I don't know. I have not seen the show, but I, I'm guessing based upon what he's describing with the actors having their natural tongue, maybe with it, it's not like it's it's based on true events. But it, I think they're just telling the story and not worrying about the authenticity of the person they're portraying or the accents. Because if they did that, that would be totally different and could you understand them if they had the accent anyways unless they had subtitles that gets on my nerves so bad like there's nothing worse than watching uh saying uh something about rome okay i'll say the hbo show rome there's nothing watching like watching a, a show about italians with fucking british accents or or uh german soldiers with british accents it, it completely takes me out of it. At least, it, it, dude, British are, are notoriously known for their stellar accents. Like, uh, not their own, but being able to do others. American, German, Russian, and so on. So you're telling me that these professional, kick-ass British actors can't, at, at the very least, do an Italian accent when you're playing Julius Caesar? I mean, am I missing something, dude? Am I asking for too much here? I don't know. It depends on the production of the show and how they they are portraying the characters. I don't fucking know. I mean, do you want them to go full The Passion of the Christ and, you know, subtitled all the way through and speaking languages that no one speaks? Well, no, but I mean, speak English, but at least use the accent of that language if they were to speak English. Well, I did watch the episode of Chernobyl that he's talking about. Uh-huh. And the so I, I heard Makuga say about um, the accents. My husband did not. And the first thing he says after about like 10 minutes has passed is, why aren't they speaking Russian? And... <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, they they hired a stellar cast of Brits, so I'm assuming it's because it's a a British made show that they just went with British accents. It didn't bother me because, you know, it happens. It it's whatever. But it bothered my husband. He was like, it really bothers me that they have British accents because they really, really should not. And the other thing that Makuga was saying was they weren't consistent British accents. Like it was whatever their accent naturally was, which was true. Like it was just, you could tell like they have, you know, very, very distinct uh, accents in different regions. And it was, it was all over the place. But otherwise, it was good. It was, like, uh, hard to watch because of the subject matter, but it's really well made. So I'm excited to see the rest of it. I'll just live with the bad accents, but it's better than really bad Russian accents or whatever Ukrainian would sound like. I'm not sure we would know the difference over here. I just just noticed, like, the live chat, you know, as the show goes and it's like 
it's Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And I was like, whoa, okay, you struck a chord with the audience there when you said Russian, Makuga. So. And I just went with him. I was just like, oh, yeah, Chernobyl sounds Russian. <laughs> um, so I think this week... Did, they were talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? I think because oh. Makuga was mentioning about do hedgehogs have teeth? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the conversation began last week and rolled over. Ah, okay. Um, I that's, think. That's if what I, it was. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I, do I, they? I think they do. They... I, they I, oh, maybe. Maybe not. But I understand because of the design of Sonic and the fucking... I don't know what the, the designers are doing, but and thank God they're changing it before the release of it, so... It's not I mean, like they're not blue and they don't talk, so I don't know if the teeth should be the. I mean, I've of all the complaints I've heard, that is the most reasonable complaint I've heard yet. <laughs> very, I, very well put. I have not watched the trailer yet. I listened from afar as my husband watched it on his phone um and based on people's reactions i've chosen not to subject myself to it um but i have seen pictures of him and you know what yeah the most disturbing thing to me is his eyes his you know sonic has those huge eyes that like overlap and his eyes just look weird like they tried to make him look too real yeah. Like, just make him a cartoon. Make him look cartoony. It'd be better. You know, that would actually be pretty cool. Everything live action except for Sonic. Yeah, I mean... But I mean, like, as far as make him cartoon, straight-up cartoon-looking, like, Who Framed like, Roger Rabbit yeah. That's. I was just going to say that, because, yeah, they're with the, with these so-called live-action animation hybrids, they're focusing on making the characters realistic in our world... And it's like, dude, if they're from somewhere else, or they're not from our world, make them cartoony. I mean, yeah. so, but by the way, the question is, hedgehogs do have, do have teeth. Yes, they do. But not human-like teeth. They have, like, very um, small teeth and very sharp fang-like teeth. Um, so, yeah, they do have teeth. So not the teeth they gave him? No. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But you know what? <laughs> the the uh, the most important thing is that we love how they pick on Perry Nimiroff. You drop that. <laughs> you... <laughs> She's so gullible. She falls for it every time. <laughs> oh, you drop that. Ha! <laughs> I, I've thought about starting to do that to some people, but I'm trying to figure out who who would actually fall for it more than once. Uh, hopefully not very many people. Um, True. Um, I probably would. <laughs> what I love about Perry when she pops into Collider Live, which is not often is I feel like she pops in just often enough to realize that that is not in her wheelhouse. 
Like, that is not where she belongs, because she is so confused by the chaos that is erupting around her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you can tell she has a lot of fun, too, and that's what makes it great, you know? Yeah, she, she just does. She totally rolls with it. It's so great. She does, but you could tell she's also like, what is going on in this room? Because as, you know, as bubbly and fun and everything as she is, she's very passionate about what she does and you could tell she's very serious about her work so then when they're talking about farts and burning your nipple and things like that she's just like what 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 room did i just walk into and then she disappears for a long time and then i think she forgets what happened the last time she was in there and then comes back yeah yeah, so I just love her. She's great. She's she's great as a new host of Movie Talk. She's great with that. She's very professional and very like knowledgeable of what she's talking about. And I love her on The Witching Hour as well. So oh yeah, did y'all listen to her and Haley and Darina talk about Suspiria? I have not because I've not seen the movie. So I uh... yeah, me same with me. Oh, it it's it's weird. I bet. Because that movie is weird, based upon what I've seen from trailers. It was just fun to hear them talk about it. I, I, I saw Suspiria, and I still do, don't know if I liked it or not. Ah, um, uh, okay. That's how I feel about Hereditary. I still haven't decided if I like it or not. Ah. Uh, um, just very bizarre movie. So it, it was just fun to hear the three of them talk about it. Um. So that's a that's a fun podcast to listen to sometimes. I, I might go and listen to that despite not watching it, because I always love when they have guests on to talk about whatever. Um, oh, uh, yeah, but you, you're going to be confused. Oh. Because I saw the movie, and I was still confused by some of the stuff they were talking about. I, I think, I mean, I, I've... I've done that before because I really don't care about spoilers. So it's just like, okay, bring it on. I'll see what I can get into. <laughs> Um, despite that. Um, okay, let's talk about the interview they had on Tuesday. Um, David, dear God, for the life of God, I'm not saying that last name. That's Malchin. <laughs> Thank you so much, because... Because <laughs> I knew Wade couldn't, uh, remember his name. He wasn't paying attention. I guess Christian said it too fast as well, so... Yeah. Uh, but that interview was kind of interesting, because he was talking about his film. He wrote and started it. Um, it was inspired by traumatic events in his life, and he got Karen Gillan to be a part of it. It was like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it just, it sounds like, I believe he said it it would be in, like, the thriller kind of category. Mm -hmm. Is that what he said? I think so, um, yes. Yeah, it sounded intriguing, for sure. Um... And he he's been on before, right? And, um, and he's just such an he just seems like such a genuine, very nice kind of person, which disturbed me deeply because the only thing I remembered him from, uh, really vividly was uh, the Dark Knight, and he's not a bubbly, friendly person in that movie by any means, um, right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and people were in the chat when that happened. It was like, oh, oh my God, it's the dude from Ant-Man. Yes. <laughs> and, and that, of course, came later, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and he's super, he's kind of goofy in that movie. Yeah, so, so, so I was just like, okay, I know who he is. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then he's going to start on the upcoming uh, uh, Dune, which is, oh my god, that's going to be, oh, gangbusters. That's going to be interesting with all the casting and, oh man. Have y'all seen the original, the old, the, or... What what was it the eighties? Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, David Lynch is very stylistic with Dune there, and it didn't it didn't really like it was okay. I mean, the acting was <laughs> so corny, and I love it. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've seen enough little pieces of it. But I'm excited to see a reimagining of it. Yeah, with with especially with Denis Villeneuve directing it, I am like excited. One of my favorite yeah, I've never seen it, but I've just heard so many bad things about it that I just, <laughs> just kind of don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Well, if you're a reader, you should definitely read the book because it is a high-class uh, fantasy sci-fi novel. Which one is? I have heard that. I've heard high praise about the about the book. It's it's really good. I highly recommend that. That's why I'm excited to see the movie. Uh, then Saul comes in to call in, um, <laughs> our man Saul, my god, uh, so, okay, I, in your notes, Wade, you were, like, the personal question that he was referring to, which, uh, he was, he was listening into the one-on-one, uh, that Christian did with Roxanne, it was something about, like, a relationship that she had, and it was something about her what relationship that was or who that was that kind of went down that dark path or something. But of course, Ill, that moment was gone because he was making breakfast and his dog ate the bacon. <laughs> oh, the whole pack of raw bacon, that poor dog. That poor lucky dog. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Come on, man! Yeah, it just, it was just great, just out of nowhere. Oh, fucking dog got the bacon. And that's their so good. And that became the new sound blade of the week. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that was great. I I was laughing so hard when that happened. Oh, yeah, man. me too. I would love to know what the aftermath of that was, though. <laughs> I bet you just try to get the bacon from the dog and try and like maybe get the bacon from him. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that was Tuesday show. Wednesday was a big day because. On Tuesday or Monday previously, they Christian's like, we got a big announcement, and we're going to wait till next week to announce it. And people were like, what's the announcement? What's the announcement? And uh, the big announcement that they did, they dropped it, was that Collider is doing a lot of things with their programming, and Collider Live is on their own channel, which was previously known as Collider Podcasts. But starting May 20th, 20th, Monday, May 20th, so, it will officially be on Collider Live channel on YouTube. Yep, so you people have to subscribe, and I'm already subscribed, because I, I do listen to the podcasts they do, so Collider Podcast was already subscribed to. Yep, same here. I did not know I was subscribed to it until I went to subscribe to it, and <laughs> I, I was already subscribed. I was like, well, that works out just fine. Yep. Um... Yeah, I I have to admit that I felt like this news was a little bit anticlimactic. Um, yeah. I was, ex- I was hoping for something bigger and 
I, I mean, that is huge. Like from a from their side of things, it's huge. From mine, as a viewer, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, YouTube will tell me when the video is posted. So, you know. Oh yeah, it's just a switch like, over. Yeah, it didn't change my life. Yeah, it's not, it's not life-changing or anything like that, so... Um, and I, but I do really agree with, um, I think it was Thad was making the point right. that having the Collider podcast um, feed with, you know, little clip-outs from their podcast right. wasn't really driving people to podcasts. Um. Which makes yeah. sense because you have to switch. Like if you're searching YouTube, you're searching YouTube because you want to watch a YouTube video. So right. it, mm -hmm. it makes total sense that you're not then going to go, well, now I guess I'll go jump on my podcast app and find the podcast version of this. Um, so I can see where that kind of needed to go away. Um, and so much of, I don't know how y'all find po podcasts, but so much of what I do is just by like, word of mouth like i hear someone i hear them mention a podcast on collider live or something and then i'm like oh i'll go check that out like i don't think the collider podcast feed was really doing much for oh like, oh no yeah. oh oh i i like i agree that their collider live clips alone are getting success because you know it's shorter and it's easier for people to watch it but clips for the other podcasts are not going so well and especially since they've changed so much because they used to post the whole episode through video yeah. and and as soon as they dropped it to do clips that was when they start going downhill a little, little bit but um i agree that that uh they do the clips for social media because that's how you promote a podcast you promote the clip for the podcast and you have the link to the podcast so people can click on it and listen to the whole thing i however i just go to uh podcast1.com and go under their uh feed on collider and they have all of them all individually in categories like conversations factory heroes movie talk and etc and i just look through their episode list and just download it and listen to it yeah, I, I have the Apple Podcast app on my phone, and I just am kind of subscribed to all of them and just, you know, watch whatever or listen to – like, I'll listen to live if for some reason I can't watch it. Um, I listen I listen to TV talk every week despite the fact that I watch very little television. Um, I, I listen to – I just love Thad and Makuga. They just crack me up. S and then there was a lot of talk about the programming calendar and what they're going to do with Collider videos because they're going to have Movie Talk uh, Monday through Friday. They're going to have the best of Collider live Monday through uh, Friday. They have Rula 2 and Jedi Council and Collider Heroes um, at night. But it's just like... Uh, and then Mailbag on the weekends. So... I just think they should bring over TV Talk to one of the slots at night because they have Wednesday and Friday open uh, nights. So they could easily just pop TV Talk in because I think that would be much better than podcast form because McCougan and Thad are really good with that podcast. 
myself. Now, I think I think um, Friday is going to be that happy hour thing this summer. Yeah. This summer, yes, yes, the summer that makes sense then. But it's but it's only the summer though. I think I don't think it's going to be carried over to the rest of the year. Right. But I, I was just suggesting that as a general thought because there was a lot of things you could do with the podcast because. I, I mean, Rule of Two, I think, should be just a podcast, in my opinion. They shouldn't have, like, the full show on yeah. uh, their channel because Rule of Two is very much a podcast itself. It's not like a Collider Heroes uh, Jedi Council or Movie Talk. It's very much two people talking about topics within uh, Star Wars or elsewhere. So. Yeah, and when I have listened to it, I've listened as a podcast. I've never attempted to watch it. So I think I, I, I would just just get rid of Rule 2 altogether on the on the channel. i just keep it as a podcast, but promote it as a clip on social media as you did with the other podcasts. Like I said, bring TV Talk to, like, Claire Videos, because I think that would work better. Because if you have Movie Talk, why not put TV Talk on your channel? That makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Does TV Talks currently live as a video form? It had, it's, they have clips, of course, but I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of it when they did full episodes. I think they, it's always, it's always been audio form for podcasts. Yeah, Pop. I didn't so. think so either. I always listen to it. So. so it must be that the video is not available. And, and I understand why they cut down full video podcast episodes because the editing takes fucking forever to get the, like, hour or two hours long. So I understand that, but. If you do the movie talk format to TV talk, have 20 to 30 minutes to talk about one or two things about television, that could work out for Collider videos. I think that would be easy as pie, to be honest. I mean, it, it would fit right in that little category, for sure. That runs across the bottom of, the, of their time frame layout. I, I just think that would be... And then and then in the Collider Discord, they always talk about other things. Uh, they have other channels, like uh, Claire Quick became Collider Interviews, and they... I, I watch that sometimes, and they... Uh, Collider Sports, I, I'm subscribed to it, but I rarely watch <laughs> the content over there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other channels. They, Collider Games, they were, they were talking about. It's like, I don't watch it. I don't... I think I'm a subscriber to that as well, and I, but I, yet I don't watch it either. So I'm kind of like supporting Collider as a brand, but I don't like watch a lot of it, so I don't have a lot of time to watch all of it. So I, I think this is a good thing going forward uh, for Collider, I think, because Collider Live is a thing they should have on a separate channel because they have a lot more space to run free once they move over there. Yeah, and I can completely see that because it is like right now, when anytime you go on, um, like if you go into their the main uh, Collider uh, channel, it's bombarded with Collider Live content. Like every day they're posting mm -hmm. the, the video and then four clips at least. And so you're just scrolling through, and there is so much of it that it could certainly be peeled out. Like, of all the stuff, it, that is the one that can definitely be peeled out and be its own thing. Makes more sense, in my opinion. So, I'm kind of excited to see what Happy Hour does for Makuga in the summer. Did sure. either of you listen to him on today? Oh, no, I Look, didn't. 
he's already doing happy hour. He, I think he started happy hour early. He was, he was rolling today. Um, it, it was, it was something. So I think happy hour came early at Collider. <laughs> That's funny. I'm but, definitely going to watch it now. Yeah. I mean, he's on there Fridays now on Movie Talk, so it'd be kind of cool just to watch that. Um, so another thing with Makuga with uh, Collider Live Channel, they if uh, if they reach 150 subscribers by Comic Con, he offers to pay for a live Collider Live episode. Oh boy, that would be awesome! And there, I'm looking at it right now. They are currently at 74.8 thousand subscribers. Oh boy. I don't think it's going to happen, but I admire his positivity and enthusiasm. Has any Me of too. has any of the Collider's YouTube channels reached over 100k? Uh, I'm not sure. I never thought I about know. that. I, I never thought about that right now. Let me look this up I because have... Yeah. I know that they have oh. videos. Uh, Collider Video Collider. is the yep. main channels at 561.6 thousand. Yeah, so yeah, they because YouTube rewards the uh, milestones for 100,000 and a million, so they got probably got the 100,000 plaque with Collider Videos. Um, once they pass it with Collider Live, hopefully they'll get another plaque for that. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of excited. I would love to see them do a live Claire live episode, like actually in front of an audience. That'd be kind of cool. Yes, it would be. This, they did, uh, they did some of the Jedi councils from the Denny's or something like that, or Perkins or something a couple years ago. Oh yeah, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, it was, was it for, uh. It was a few years ago. It was for Force Awakens promotion, wasn't it? Wow. They they did something. They did something bizarre. That was right when we first got, my husband and I first kind of found Collider and the Schmoes and all of that. Uh, huh. I do remember something weird, or they had like a meet and greet, or they had, they had something at a Yeah, they did a couple of live episodes in either a Perkins or a Denny's. I think it was Perkins, because hmm. Perkins sponsored a couple of their shows, so they did live shows from the restaurant. Interesting. I don't think they'd fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, with their fan base. I mean, I know they've done it for uh, Celebration. They've done a live Jedi Council. I think they did it this year, I thought. I think. I think they did as well. I remember um, like yeah, clicking yeah, on it. Did. Yeah, so they've so it'd be kind of cool to see them do that. Anyways, that was the big thing. That was the big thing for this week. It was like the big announcement, which I'm excited for them. I mean, they're branching out and they're doing more. I think as a brand, they are actually one of the top tier brands for when it comes to outlet news in entertainment. I mean, there's no they're doing good. There's no oh, other. They're... Yeah, Sorry. they're they're doing great. Yeah, I just think like there's no other like company that's. I mean, when Mark Fernandez got the company, it was just like they're going in a right direction for sure. 
Yeah, but that was scary for them, I'm sure. Because oh, yeah. they went from being part of sort of a huge company to being privately owned by this one person. But the, I feel like they've handled it really, really well. Um, And they've just, I mean, how long have y'all been watching all of this stuff and, and part been part of Collider? Um, I, I've been watching for about uh, uh, five years or so. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's about that maybe f- three four years at least. Yeah. Well, we we found the Schmoes No Channel first. Same. And then yeah, and then it sort of you know got pulled in. Same. And be- yeah, and it has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, big time. the the schmoes, my god, Ellis and Harloff, they've watching their old stuff now. <laughs> they've changed so much since then. Oh uh, yeah. So, and I loved I loved that Collider for a while was hosting Shmoedown and kind of helping out with that, but now since this new season, they are on their own, which I loved how they switched over the Schmoes No Channel to the Sh- Movie Trivia Shmoedown Channel. So that's another smart move on their part. Yeah, because yeah, that thing has really gotten some legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. For sure. So, besides the big announcement on Wednesday, uh, they had Jay Washington call in, and they were talking about stand-up and etiquette and bits and stealing and all that stuff. I don't do stand-up comedy, so it was interesting oh, to hear no. some... Some in like as as them as comedians, I can I love hearing the inside bits about that world and just it's kind of cool. I just love when Jay is involved in anything. <laughs> I just love Jay. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, Jay is really great for sure. And he he was one of the nicest. Well, everyone we met when we went there was nice, but he was just one of the nicest people, and I just. I'll never forget him, like, screaming to everybody uh, <laughs> at the Schmodown. Like, all the Collider people, like, I f- forget the name of the bar, but we're going to such and such. Now, if you want to come, you come with us. <laughs> or what? Like, he just screamed something across the, <laughs> the group. And they oh all did. Goodness. They literally all walked over to some bar. Wow. Um, Hell yeah. After it. And, but, um, he's just so, like, passionate and he's just awesome and i i do agree that like if christian was already doing that joke he could keep doing that joke but yeah it it would have come off like he stole it from jay if jay's been doing the joke more recently where the crowds would know it was you know like that it was his right so it it is interesting to see what goes on behind the curtains uh-huh for sure it's just yeah and the material i mean people come up with material different ways and if it's the same joke it's just it it could be stealing if you know they're close to that person but if it comes out of nowhere then maybe it's not stealing uh two guys walk into a bar third one ducks (laughs) i believe i believe that one is stolen yeah see it's like how i do that (laughs) nice Nice. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, there was something here. Is this the girl 
that cheated on you, Roxy? She didn't she ask both Christian and Makuga that as they were telling different stories. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. What a thing to remind people. <laughs> so this is the girl that completely broke your heart, right? That one? That's the one you're talking about? Like, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Roxy. Yeah, she is a total little sister. Yeah. I mean, I see that as little sister. I mean, she's the youngest in the group, but I, the crazy ant thing, I don't know where he she brings that up. I, I can understand the aspects of it, but it's just like you're a little sister in the group. Oh, for sure. And sometimes I, I, I she definitely does it to herself sometimes. Like the what she, you know, she kind of sets herself up for it, but sometimes they're just purposefully like that. Like with the they didn't tell her what the big announcement was. Right, yeah. I and, yeah. And I'm like Okay, y'all are just making it, like, they're just feeding into it at that point. Like, we're just not going to tell Roxy because this is going to be funnier than looping her in like a professional. Yep, they always goof around with her. Oh, for sure. That was and always... it's weird because that's just not her dynamic. Like, if you ever listen to DC Movie News, like... That's not the role she plays on oh. on that show. Oh, right. Yeah, like I said, when she's professional and in the zone of whatever she's talking about, she is completely different. But when, oh, yeah. But if it's when she's, you know, part of a group dynamic and they're talking about, you know, casually, then she starts off to be herself more. Yeah, for sure. So, um, what do you prefer? Like, or not prefer, that's probably not the right way to say it, but... Like, when do you enjoy watching Roxy or listening to Roxy more? When she's being goofy or when she's being more... Um, Definitely and... goofy. Yeah, I mean... But its I don't think it's the point... Because she's being herself. It's not the point of she's, right. like, acting goofy. She's, like, she's being herself. And was it the point? Of, I mean, did she feel different on a Wednesday show? Because... It feels like, was she high at all, or it just seems like it was just an off day for her? She was just particularly in a... She was either uh, high, uh, which I don't think she... Uh, well... I don't think she would, like, bake... She, yeah. <laughs> before unless, the show. I don't know. Unless something just really bad happened and she just had to. Um, or she was just particularly goofy. She came off almost like sleep deprived. Like when it, you just hit that she, point of hysteria. Ah, uh, okay. I, I, I didn't so I'm that. Yeah, I'm wondering if she was just sleep deprived. Because she was acting all sorts of goofy, especially as the day went on. And But like beyond, like not just her normal self. Like she was saying, rant. that's when she started talking about like, Am I the crazy aunt or am I the... Oh, I'm a little sister. Okay, yeah. I get it, okay. And I... when, when they were saying about the announcement, like, we're not going to tell you because it's funnier if we don't tell you. And they started guessing. Yeah, she was like, oh yeah, she was, she was excited. Like, she was like, so excited and like, wanting to find out. She was like, that little sister, like, ah, ah, I want to know, I want to know. Ah, ah, tell me, tell me. Can I, I come? Just, yeah, can I come? I was, 
I was so hoping the announcement was that they're moving out of that darn studio. That's what I thought too. That's what I did too. I thought they were gonna move to a bigger like studio space because that freaking broom closet there is just like so small, and the tables are still crappy. I'm still pissed that they that Makuga fixed that fucking table, man. I want it. I still want to watch it break during a show. Um. It may not be that far off because I don't know if y'all watch, like, pay this close attention, but you know the little bobblehead of Schnapp? Yeah. Yeah. He was very bobbly this week. <laughs> um, oh, I wasn't even paying attention to that. I, I, well, I kept noticing, like, it got worse and worse in a couple, a couple of days. So I don't know if someone just had, like, a shaky leg and was making the table shake well, or if the table's just getting really rickety. There's there's a lot of like footsie going on this week too because they're like at some point it's like Roxy was like who am I kicking and then at one point like towards the end it was like Dorina was kicking like Christian across the table it's like stop kicking me there so well, maybe maybe they're kicking the table so much uh, well every little move they make snap just bobbles <laughs> oh my god that's I'm good. definitely gonna pay attention to that this coming uh, this coming week week might be something to check out for okay a lot of news dropped on Wednesday they talked about Chatter Bozeman to play the first african-american samurai in a film uh, which should be interesting yeah it sounds a lot more interesting than the Tom Cruise samurai's mo- samurai movie yeah I never subjected myself to that movie. Um, it's, it's, I don't know why people get a bad ref for that. I don't know why it's, that's a decent movie. It's really good. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Chadwick Boseman is a great actor. So outside of Marvel, he's done a couple of biopics. So, and, uh, there was a Netflix film I saw, which is oddly enough related to like he came from it was a message, message from the king I saw and he was like he was from Africa and he was going to like California to visit his sister and he was like and his sister dies and he has to like avenge her death by killing off the gang who killed her off oh my goodness so he had that like Wakanda accent from oh so but this was like the it was like before Black Panther, though, so he's kind of like that. Kind of may, maybe that was because maybe that movie caused him to get Black Panther. I don't know, but it was like he was from Africa and it was like he had that accent. He was like, "I'm gonna kill you now because you killed my sister." Um, so uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see that for Chao Bozeman. Uh, the Watchmen HBO show trailer dropped. They didn't talk about it on the Wednesday show, but they talked about it later in the week. Um, I have not seen the film Watchmen, and I don't have HBO, like I said, so I don't know if I'll watch the show. I tried to watch the movie, but I couldn't get through the first probably 10-15 minutes of it, and I don't understand what any of it's about. I have... Uh, I have no knowledge on this subject. I, uh, except I've seen some pictures of the original movie, and I, I just recall there being a lot of spandex. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of blue dick as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the big thing about that movie, wasn't it? 
You dick. Blue, blue dick. Because Is that I, what you said? I said blue dick. Yeah. Are you fucking blue? serious? Yes. Yeah, there's a blue guy. Who's the blue guy? Do- Dr. Manhattan. He's oh, like, okay. he's that like, he's that blue figure in the movie. He's just, he's like, he's like floaty and he's, he can be tall if you want to. I don't know. His character is like really weird, but he's like, he he's like shirtless most of the time. He's got like spandex underwear, but I guess in some scenes his underwear is off. You see his blue dick. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I just remember it as like a butt of the joke or something. Like, oh, you see his blue dick there in the movie. Wow, I've never heard about that. Did they? Do you think they painted the actor? (laughs) 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 I think I don't know. I think he he was CG. I I think the character was CGI. So I think it was it was a CGI. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. Okay. Dude, dick. I'm like, what? <laughs> why I brought that what, up. What, what do Smurfs have to do with anything? What the fuck? <laughs> I smurfed that all right. <laughs> yeah, you smurfed that hard. Okay. Um, uh, Richard Madden from The Eternals. Uh, I have no idea what that is. I was lost on that entire conversation. We've talked about the Eternals on the previous episode, but it's just another Marvel movie coming up. So it's and it it's out in this in space, like yeah. it's part of like the uh, what are they calling it? The cosmic MCU. Yes, yes. So it's part of that. I'm. I mean, I'm not going to complain if I have to spend a whole movie watching Richard Madden. Um, so, I'm cool with this. Uh, he, I do think he ref- he talked about him being in Cinderella, which he was fabulous in that movie. I think he called him Prince Philip, if I'm not mistaken. And his name is his name is actually Kit in the movie. And he has no name in the original Cinderella. So... That just my Disney heart broke a little bit when he got that little piece of information wrong. But, but, um, yeah, I've got no problem with him being cast in something. So, but I don't know who he's playing because I don't know who the Celestials are. I mean, who are the Eternals? It's, I'm not going to explain again. It's just, it's complicated beings and whatever you know like i get that but so i don't know if that means you actually like will he look like him like i how, I, I, um, don't, I don't know yeah how um star lord's dad could kind of look human um but wasn't really like that wasn't his real form uh, so i don't know i wonder if they're gonna make him look all weird why am i thinking so differently i know that name sounds familiar um what name eternals no where did i i i know christian's off on names and i thought why is it why is a prince philip sound familiar in my head that would be from the crown beauty well yeah the crown as well but i think it's sleeping beauty's prince 
because uh, see uh, i don't like you don't know this well you might but i i don't like disney therefore i don't know anything about it and it's it's for some reason it's been a huge issue about me and the lion king and how i've not seen it or i saw it once when i was a kid but i refuse to watch it again and i don't care and how Disney ruined my life, and and how Jaws ruined my life, and how James Bond ruined my life, and Nightmare on Elm Street ruined my life, and but anyway, I'm not a big Disney fan. I'm not a fan of Disney because I've never fucking watched them. Well, that last one I can kind of understand. That move, and then you're afraid to sleep, but but. Oh goodness! I don't even know what to say. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. I, up, I mean, I grew up in the era of the Lion King and the Little Mermaid. Same. The and the Beast. I mean, they just existed in my mind. They, I didn't even realize that they were like. Some of them were being made during my lifetime. <laughs> they just existed. They just were. And. Oh. I didn't know there was a human alive who had not seen the Lion King. Yes, and that's why that's why we wanted him to go see it. Because if we were talking about the live-action one, and he was like, I haven't seen the, the animated one. I was like, why? You've got to watch the animated one before you see the live-action one. Now, I don't know your personal issues with Disney, but as a woman, I do have a bone to pick with them about how often they kill off mothers. <laughs> in their animated movies? See, it's funny that you bring that up because um, that is has a little bit to do with why I don't watch Disney movies is because it all started with Bambi. Um, yeah. His mom died, and that shit was sad. <laughs> and it made me cry. And that's why I didn't I didn't like it. And then... Dumbo, same thing. I seen Dumbo once when I was a little kid. Shit made me cry. I refused to watch it ever again. Um, well, you are in for a tearjerker with The Lion King. See, I, I did see it once when it first came out, but it, it, again, it made me cry. So, I mean, I can't remember anything about it, and I just, whatever. I just block it out of my mind. It was very traumatic. They are all, I mean, they all all cut pretty deep. Now, if you want one where no parents, well, no parents die on screen, Beauty and the Beast is a good one. Like, we never know in the cartoon, at least, where her mom came from. But, you know, she has her dad through the whole thing. Um, Yeah, oh my gosh, that just rocked my world. <laughs> oh god, I if I can try to remember what episode that was, that was a big episode for us learning about that. Oh my god, that was a good oh man. Like I think, personal revelations. Just like wow. Um okay. Uh the West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. They did the release date and full cast announced in that episode, which I'm excited to see. Uh it's a personal project for him, so it'd be interesting to see what his version would be for West Side Story. I've never seen, or I don't know what the story is, what the, 
the story okay. of the West Side is. I, I can, actually. I can give it to you in simple words. It is a, a somewhat modern adaptation of Julian, uh, Romeo and Juliet, but with music. Oh. Well, by modern, it means it, it, 50s. It takes 50s. place in the 50s. Yep. And I do know something about, instead of being families, it was like gangs. Gangs, right? yep. The sharks yeah. and the jets. Yep. Oh, and so are there Starcross lovers? Yep. Yes. Oh, goodness, okay. And, um, and yeah. I mean, it's some real shit, like... Oh yeah. Like where you tie your you tie one your free hand to the other free hand of the other guy, and then your in your other hand you got a knife, and you like one of those old school greaser fifties knife fights. Oh, it's awesome. Well, other than the singing, oh, well yeah, it's a musical, so it has wonderful musical numbers in there. Um, hmm. Well, this could be interesting. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. The, the original is a classic. It's very much one of the well-renowned musicals, for sure. Um, but Steven Spielberg doing it uh, should be interesting. I don't know how he's going to do it. Uh, I, of course, I think it's going to be still in the 50s kind of era. They're not going to do a modern take on it, because hell no. Uh, why Has would he you... ever done a musical before? Uh, let me think back. Uh don't think so. Steven Spielberg, I'm trying Yeah, to this think. should be interesting. I don't think so. He's done... Oh, dear God, I'm trying to think of the movies. He's done, he's done children's films. He's done, like, the the big BFG. He's done Hook. He's done... <gasps> so, I'm trying to think if he's ever done a musical. I don't think he has, so... Huh. Nothing comes to mind. No, I'm but, actually I'm but, scrolling through his filmography now. And he, um, I've I've heard rumor has it that this is like a passion project for him. Oh so, yeah, so it's so, it's yeah. yeah, and and I'm not one that like will automatically hate a musical or automatically love a musical. Like you have to kind of sell me on it. Um, ah, okay. So, um. Like, I know there's people who, as soon as there's music involved, they must be there. Um, and that's not me, but I'm also not going to throw one away immediately. So, at the well, moment, I'm open-minded. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good, good. Uh, and the last thing I would say for the Wednesday show is that... Okay, wait, there's a couple of things. Let me go back. Uh, there's one point where the crew is talking about meeting random celebrities... Uh, I think like Riley met David Schwimmer, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And there was a couple other names they tossed out, and then they got into like talking about early HBO shows, which th there was a lot of talk about HBO this week. Dear God, I guess Game of Thrones is pretty much uh, a thing in early stuff. I don't watch HBO as much. I said that before. I've been watching a lot of HBO the last couple weeks. I've been binge watching Sopranos. Ah, okay. I watch tons of HBO. I rewatch Game of Thrones all the time. We watch um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver uh, every week. Uh, well, when he has episodes. 
I, I watch a ton. I t- today I watched a documentary about the gymnastics scandal about the guy that had been sexually abusing them for so oh, long. Oh yeah, yeah, that a hole. Yeah. yeah, it was fun and uplifting. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's what I watch more than anything, except maybe YouTube. Interesting. I guess yeah. I guess HBO is ranking in that money, money, money. Getting you people to watch their shows and movies. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I didn't have HBO, you know, growing up or anything. The first right. time I had HBO was in college. Yeah, I have not yeah. seen a lot of their early stuff either. Like, I don't think... Because those, those are paid channels. I never We never had those paid channels like HBO... Or like oh, Cinemax, no. or like, I mean, we'll have it. Like, I think we do like a trial period and watch the movies when they're on. But I never seen the show, so, and I never get like the HBO HBO Go stuff like that. So, so there was like a story about Christian's Oculus experience with Vader Immortal, which is a episode episodic game where you play as Vader. And he talked to David S. Goyer about his Masters of the Universe movie that they would have made, because Christian's a big fan of He-Man, obviously. And there was a story along with that. He's going to the place, but he was hungry, went to In-N-Out, had a burger, got <laughs> messy on a white shirt, and he had to flip it inside out to go into that thing which I thought was hysterical. It's like, dude, you had one thing and you messed it up and you flipped it inside out. And his wife, like later on said, did you just did that today all day? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Never, never done that before. I have not resort to that. Never done that. That's a pretty bold move, especially in his profession. And (laughs) probably the last thing is they're trying to get Rebecca Ford on the show. I want to get her on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Wade, sure. I'm going to tweet at her and be like, hey, would you come on this after show podcast and talk about your experience with Makuga at the US screening? (laughs) Dear God. You think I'm like that? I will. (laughs) Of course you will. You got 17 followers, remember? Dude, I'm on it. I'm growing. Hey, he has 15 more than me, so... <laughs> okay, finally, we're at the last two shows of the week. Uh, so, yes, in the Thursday show, they had Dorina and Ellis on it. Mark Ellis, my man. Yeah. Hell it is yeah. always fun when he's on the show. Like, super fun. Yeah, it always is. And they had stories about how Ellis saved Christian's life, and uh, they went. Th- I, 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 it was weird hearing that all of them went through Catholic school. Yeah. So I never heard them all going to Catholic school. I think I'm thinking that like Makuka, it might have been just elementary school. Ah. Um, maybe I'm not sure. Um, as someone who did go through Catholic schools, um, I, well, I never got. Uh, I actually was never taught by a nun. We didn't have any nuns left um, teaching in the schools by the time I went through. So I never experienced the traditional, like, getting slapped on the hand with a ruler 
or anything, but I have heard stories. Um, my dad went through Catholic schools back when there were lots of nuns teaching, so I think he had a far more traditional experience. Now, up until uh, probably maybe only like 10 years before me, they were still doing a lot of corporal punishment, though. Yeah, yeah, my school, my school had that when I was, they don't anymore, but when I was in fourth grade, the elementary school had that, and uh, yeah, I almost got paddled, man. It it was really quite, uh, quite um, traumatic, and it still affects me today. He showed me the paddle. Oh, oh, poor Wade. Like my dude, like my folks signed off on it and everything, dude. It was fucking. It was a mind fuck, dude. Oh wow. Uh, down yeah. here in, in Mississippi, the public schools still you, your parents either sign off on it or, or you know, sign saying you can or can't ha uh, receive corporal punishment. And I don't know how many schools actually utilize it, um, but it's still an option. I've never been to uh, that at all. Never been through that. Lucky me. Okay, so then they talked about, uh, I guess in the order of things, uh, Christian's daughter is way into magic, and he, Christian <laughs> starts talking about Zach King. He, have you seen him? His videos are phenomenal. I have not. Oh, I've not. Is it worth oh, watching? Oh, dude. Like Christian said, it is. It, it's like editing, but it's like it looks like magic. Like he'll, like the the thing he was talking about with the car, it was like so. I'll, I'll paint the picture for you. You, it's like a video, and you see a car driving by, and he would like run up and like jump into the car without opening the door. It was like editing, just like that. Boom, it's like magic. Wow. And like he's got other videos on his channel, and then he's like he was on Vine, and he was just like he's like it, it's magic, but it's like editing magic and it was kind of funny how you ruined it for me dad he told me it was editing you ruined it for me <laughs> poor kid but yeah trying to wait, teach him wait till she finds out christian's not magic <laughs> that's gonna be rough oh it's gonna be oh i can't wait for that i can't wait for that Okay, then they start talking about music. They talked about uh, Makuga didn't realize that Rob Thomas was still making music, The Voice, American Idol. Uh, that led into calling to Christian's wife, Sadie, about Justin, who was in the Dr. Pepsi commercials. Um, I think we should always call Sadie. I think we should call Sadie every single day. Yeah, th yeah she's great. Do you have a thing about the the voices between Sadie and Amanda Makuga? So, Amanda Makuga calls in on um, the podcast The Afternoons with Josh and Ken. Uh -huh. um, she calls in there well, a lot of the time, uh, mostly to explain to Ken what uh, Josh did wrong that week. Um, but their voices sound so much alike. And I didn't ever think... Now, it sounds like they're both California natives, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I didn't realize there was, like, a California accent, but I'm starting to think there must be one, because, <laughs> like, you don't think of it, like, nothing comes to mind specifically when you say California. Um, or at least not to my mind. 
and but they sound so much alike. I can't tell. I know it's Sadie because they called Sadie, but it sounds so much like Amanda. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. I never I never think I never thought about that. Uh, also, Brett was at their house because he's working on something construction maybe painting i don't know they he was wearing a mask so i guess they're he's painting something i don't know yeah sounds right but i don't yeah. know it looks i mean based on all of my knowledge it looks like he was about to cook some meth <laughs> 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 better be blue <laughs> sell some blue dick on the market oh my gosh <laughs> So I, I love Brett. I'd always loved him when they talked to Brett. I miss Brett. Put Brett on the show more often, damn it. Yeah. Uh. I feel like Brett represents the people who are not, like, all of us and, you know, the people who watch Collider Live religiously, you know, we're we're just so into this movie stuff. You know, we know what movies are being made mm-hmm. a year before they're being made or come right. out or trailer. I feel like he represents, like, the average person. And it's like, okay, if Brett knows about something, it that's when you know that it's huge. Like, when Brett knows what you're talking about, or he actually watched it, then it's it's pretty big. It's made it to mainstream. Yeah, so that's I, true. Mm-hmm. So he is the everyman. Indeed. Uh, they talked about the It Chapter 2 trailer. Oh, did y'all watch it? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, I've watched it a couple times. It's it's really good. I like it. Did y'all did did all of us see the first one? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I did not. I didn't love the first one. It was fine. I liked the dynamic of like sort of the coming of age. You know, kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that dynamic more, like, it, it. I'm a big wuss, and it didn't scare me, even though they talk about it being, like, one of the scariest movies at the time, so I'm not sure why it didn't scare me, but I really enjoyed the dynamic of them, so I'm looking forward to see if that translates into the adults. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it will, and I'm hoping it will for sure, but... Yeah, part two, uh, chapter two is always my favorite in the uh, in the original movies. Anyway, ah, uh, have you seen the original? Oh, the like Tim Curry thing. Yep. Yeah. No, I have not. Ah, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I can't remember what year that would have been, but I would have mo- most likely been far too young to have watched it. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, that would have traumatized me. Only in adulthood have I managed to watch uh, scary movies, horror movies, without them haunting me for many months or years. Um, so that would have been awful, I'm I, sure. A lot of kids say that it did scare them, but actually watching it back now, Tim Curry as Pennywise is hilarious. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah. comical now. <laughs> do you have, yeah, do, you have do, do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do. You better let him out. Wahat, wahat, wahat. Yep. Oh, yep. it's 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 very comedic. 
Oh, Tim Curry is the best. I love him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so, uh, I did not see the reaction he did with Perry. I didn't uh, either. I need to watch it, though. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I've seen screen captures of it, and he's, like, all hiding behind his handle. <laughs> um... But yeah, they're talking about he's got to go to the screening, and they're talking about how it's gonna, you know, sit him in the theater so he can watch it. Um, he really is a trooper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to go see a movie, a horror movie with him. Uh, let's see here. Fizzly abuses his neighbors during scary movies. He he said that. Um, oh yeah. He kept punching Perry. During the, oh, during the okay, and like like if she's gonna sit next to him during the movie, she's gonna need like shoulder pads or something. Oh, okay, he just kept hitting her, and she's a you know she's rather tiny and he's a little bit larger than her, so I'm sure that hurt. Oh, Although I, I know she's very much in shape, but um, <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure over time it made a bruise. So I I think he would be very entertaining a scary movie with. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like he'd be fun to see like a really bad scary movie with. Uh, where you don't care if it's, if your experience is interrupted. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was The Nun screening, wasn't it? I think, because I heard The Nun was like really bad. Dude, I really bad. wanted to like it, but I couldn't make it past the first 20 minutes. We watched the whole thing and it, it was not good. Yeah, because I remember Damn. previously they they had like remember the way they they had like a frame in the studio and it was like the nun oh yeah framed poster Makuka, or something Makuka and Makuka was like yeah he broke that thing he was like complaining about it I was like okay <laughs> it was kind of funny yeah. yeah that movie was not oh I don't remember that so uh, yeah he wants to to junk it for a Bad Boys three of course. Because that's going to be the trade-off. But he's like, I don't know. I, he's like, Harlev's he's trying to do it, but he can't. He's like, it's too far ahead. And I totally missed it when he was t- uh, labeled Jessica Chastain as Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, he said something about Bryce Dallas Howard. And I'm like, oh, no, that's Jessica Chastain. And somebody called him out on it. And I, yeah. resemblance-wise, yes, but they are very different actresses. Yes, they are. Yeah. But it's very common. I was just like, okay. Um, no, Bryce is okay, depending on the movie. So, and Jessica is, oh yeah, she's ten times a great actress. So, yeah, she's great in Molly's Game. I've not seen that, but anything I've seen her in, Jessica Chastain is just amazing. And Bryce Dallas Howard can be hit or miss, but lots of times I can see her acting. And you know what I mean, like. Yep. And so, I don't. I just don't love her as much. And so I'm like, I hate it when people mix mix them up. I'm like they're very different. Uh, they talked about. It's interesting because, like I said, with the Disney Fox thing, Disney is cutting half of Fox's yearly output. What the hell's going on with this? It's. It. From twelve to six a year, I I, I you you would think when buying a 
a film studio company, another uh, one of your rivals, you would produce more, not reduce. It, you have the money, Disney. You can have all the money in the world. Don't cut half of the output. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess the question is, what did they cut? Did they cut... Are they cutting... Oh, they've cut... You know. They have cut so much right now. Because um, there, was, there was a lot of Fox Marvel movies they cut. Um, even well, that like... that makes sense. Yeah. The... the um, Channing Tatum Gambit movie is finally canceled after being in development for such a long time. Well, I think we all saw that one coming. Yeah, so I understand yeah. I understand they're canceling a lot of movies, but it's just like you're cutting the output from 12 to 6. I mean, I guess you want to make it equal to your company, so it's like sure, 6 of Fox, 6 of Disney. That Maybe that makes more sense for a yearly output for movies, I guess. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I, it's not like I've looked at their financial statements or anything, but it could just be that they've, I mean, they spent so much money acquiring it, this may just be a temporary, you know, we, we need to make a manageable amount of output until we get going again, and then, and then maybe, maybe it'll increase, or maybe they'll move some stuff over to the Fox label that maybe doesn't quite like things they want to do but that doesn't quite sound right when you put the disney label on it see and that's why they had touchstone pictures because they had touchstone for all the adult mature movies that disney could not uh put the yeah disney label on but now with fox i guess they have a better studio name to put those kind of movies under i guess so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, marketing-wise. Yeah, and I think, I mean, one of the main motivations here was probably to get back all their Marvel properties that they didn't have access well, to. True. So, of course they're going to cut that stuff. And they wanted to do it their own way compared yeah, to what wanted- Fox was doing. And they, it's not that they aren't doing that. They're going to throw it in under the Disney label. I'm just curious how this is going to go with Fox and Disney. So, um, th- you know, they updated the promos. Finally. Oh, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of miss Riley saying, and everything in between, two times in ten seconds in that last one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and oh, I forget. There's Roka used to always end with saying a sentence. It was like something like, "We're gonna bring you some stuff" or something like that. That I was always <laughs> like, "That is not the best way we should have ended that promo." Um, so I'm I'm really glad they updated them. I was very. T- I I mean, those are not geared at us because we've seen them a thousand times. That's for people who are new and trying to find right. stuff. So I tend to fast forward through them anyway, but my God, I was tired of listening to the same ones. Yeah. And that's when Cody would put the sound bites for all the promos to make it funnier, which is, was yes. a cool thing about that. I was like, Cody, 
I mean, the cuts, Cody cuts, I would say, the, the cut to the camera to Cody. I mean, there was one point during the week where I guess the door was open and he had his headphones in, his like, long cable. He's trying to reach the door and close it. And then he closes the door and he's like, yeah, I did it without unplugging my headphones. And he high-fives Alex. <laughs> oh my goodness. But there was other times where they cut to Cody and then they're talking about something. And he gives like a stare look at it. I was like, okay, Cody, you're doing some good cuts there. He, he does some good work um, behind the scenes there, uh, which really came out when he wasn't there after. Oh, uh, oh, Chicago. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Big time. And, Big time. Uh, and poor, who who was it that they threw in there? And they were like, just keep it running. Just keep us, you know, keep but, us recording. That's all we need. Yeah, they had a couple of people did that. I don't remember their names at the top of my head right now, but. Yeah, Cody's the the unsung hero of Collider Live, for sure. That's for sure. Um, da, da, da. And we can talk about the interview, which you guys will gush all about, because it was Liam Cunningham. Dude, the Onion Knight is the fucking man. But even Game of Thrones aside, that was just, he was just a great interview. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool laid-back guy. Uh-huh. And and actually what they were talking about, um oh what he was there to promote and I'm not gonna remember the name. Hot hot spot? Zone. Hot zone? Yep. Um sounds extremely interesting. I have no idea if I get the National Geographic channel or not, but it sounded really interesting. I'm like, well if he's gonna be talking through it, I guess I'll you know, I could totally get into this. Um and it just that sounded interesting. Whatever else he's making after um, afterwards with Freddie Highmore sounded interesting, and he just he's just so easy to listen to. Yeah, he sounds like a cool a cool uh, cool and calm kind of guy. Cool, like I need to check out his other work because I was like he was like so chill. I've yeah. never seen him in anything until Game of Thrones. Like I, I, I don't know anything about him. Same um, here. But he is one of the standout characters that, you know, is not one of the main people who's left. Um, but he's just so good. He's just so incredibly good. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, of course, Christian wants him to be involved in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I would not be upset about that at all. Well, yeah, and then you got a question about what will the Game of Thrones actor to do after the show's over. So people always assume that once you've been on been in something really big that you're known for like, oh, you know, they're set for the rest of their life, and a lot of people don't have great careers. So I'm one I'm more curious about who do you think this might have been the peak of their career and it's you know they're never going to be able to get out the shadow of game of thrones depends on the actor or actress uh you're talking about because most of them probably did stuff in between game of thrones so some of them did yeah yeah some of them did they're not like lost lost like that but it's like you think of like amelia clark for example she's done stuff in between right uh um, 
So, I don't know. We'll see how things go with them. And, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to finally acknowledge the passing of Peter Mayhew. <laughs> yeah, it took long enough. It's just like they totally forgot about it last week uh, when it happened. Yeah. But they mentioned it this week. But, yeah, that was a... That was a crushing blow for the Star Wars fans. Chewbacca. Uh, now, yep. now we knew. I I don't know a lot about him, but ill already, correct? Like, yeah, he's yeah. had issues because of his. Uh, he's he's tall, just right. really tall, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's had issues that had to do with that for quite some time. Because I remember them bringing in the young guy. Uh, whose name I cannot pronounce, Jonas. Um, right. He came in at one point. It's been a while back, and he, I think he was talking about, you know, all that, yeah. the, to step into those shoes. So, it is sad. I mean, goodness. Lost Carrie Fisher. Lost him. Yeah, he was tall. He was seven, he's seven feet, three inches tall. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh... Well, he died of a heart attack. Oh. Mm. Man. That's not surprising when you're, you know, you're that tall. Oh, he had double knee replacement in 2013. He's been wheelbound for the previous two years oh. and it was still largely reliant on it at the time of filming The Force Awakens. Uh, That's what, what they were saying. He did, the, he did, like, some of the stuff where Chewie was sitting or you know, immobile, not having to move. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was hospitalized due to his lungs. Something happened with his lungs. Uh, last year, it was... He un he successfully undergone spinal surgery to improve his mobility and was recovering. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's rough for a tall guy like that. Um, but yeah, so, but the, at least they have, well, they have another actor too. You can easily replace the guy in the, in the costume for Chewbacca. You gotta have someone tall and it's just a basic mask and you have the eyes. I mean, even though he was the actor behind the suit, you know, he was very, I mean, I don't think he, that's the thing. He just stood there and just did mouth movements because he didn't do the actual voice of it, of Chewbacca. I think they like they said, they did, like, a combination of animal noises to create Chewbacca's voice. Yeah, that's all sound effects later. But so. I, I think they were right that, I mean, I would assume he made some sort of noises maybe on on set or something, but yeah. that's not what yeah. we hear later. Right, it's kind of the same with Darth Vader back in the day. It's like, the actor inside the suit did not voice the character, but he was there to do the lines for the actors to rely on. And James Earl Jones came in to voice the character later. That had to have been jarring later. Oh, you should look up the footage of uh, the the guy in the suit. Oh, David. His name is... Oh, I can't remember the actor's name in the suit. But his British accent comes out so much. And it's jarring to hear him say the lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. And is his voice not deep? like James No, Jones? no, no. It <laughs> I is... have to look this up. It is uh, like you, you, you can find it on YouTube. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the best thing too is they uh, YouTube goes crazy with the voices too because they 
because Darth Vader's in the suit, they put uh, other actors in the suit. Like, they'll dub in Schwarzenegger, Samuel L. Jackson, or anybody, <laughs> any other actors in the Darth Vader suit and to see what they sound like with dialogue, and it's so funny to look that up, too. It's so good. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to look into that. That is so funny to watch. One last thing about Thurs- Thursday's uh, show was that future guest they were talking about was, of course, Ralph Macchio from Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. Oh, I hope so. I can't wait. And then uh, they said Dane Cook was going to be another one coming up, and that was Christian's celebrity doppelganger for quite some time at his young age, but now not so much, but... Uh, It'll be fun to see what it's like with another stand-up in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Be interesting to see how that goes. All right, Friday show, finally. Finally, Friday show. Friday, Friday, <laughs> gotta get down on Friday. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say ZZ. Oh, yes, thank God. I'd rather listen to that. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking talk about ZZ at all. No way, because... Oh, didn't they do that this week? Didn't the Cody... Just, did Cody, Cody just no. played it and nobody yeah. even said it. Yeah, and he, and, I, and, you hear, and you see Riley throw his earphones across yeah. the room. It was so good. He <laughs> was like, nope, that was a dick move, Cody. Uh, fuck you. Okay. Okay, so Friday show. What I noticed watching it back... They sped up the intro music. Did you guys notice? Yeah, if you listen to the Friday show, they sped up the intro music because you normally it's like da 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 da, but now it's like da 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 da. It's like really sped up. Like they want to get right into the show. It was that quick. So Cody was just messing with them. It. I don't think they noticed, but I think they just. Cody was like, "All right, I'm just gonna speed this up so it's quicker for the intro because they it was like it's the it's the Collider logo that pops up and then it's like into the Collider Live logo so they switched that right away. Okay, so uh, Roca was in the studio with Riley and Darina and Christian for the Friday show uh, yet again. Like we mentioned, they talked about Roxy's interview about the Shmodown, but the first thing they did was JT called in." Mm-hmm. Yeah, to I, 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 <laughs> I saw the Twitter thing before the show, and it was so funny. It was just like because they posted the, the John Wick Chapter Three review, and <laughs> JT was like, "That's not a picture from Chapter Three. That's from Chapter One." And Roke is like, "Oh yeah, why didn't you call in and talk about that?" And that's what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good and it, it was like Roku was mad and ugh. uh but yeah JT is a, a great treat to listen to I mean that that son of a bitch I swear uh, he's got his own poster in the studio so he's a very lucky guy and I, I especially love it when he's competing in Modown matches because I just love to hear how he's going to pronounce something mm-hmm see how he's going to spell something because it's always just so creative oh yeah especially Jew Bear (laughs) (laughs) oh that's the best oh that's so good that was 
So, John Wick Chapter 3 comes out, I believe, next week for the general public. So, um, I'm excited to see it. And I'm told, because I told Wade to go watch the movies, so he's all cut up now. Yep. So, he's excited to probably go see it now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Chapter 3. Oh, oh, they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. If you... I hear like, dog dies. That's the premise of the first movie, and that's where the rage of killing begins. Uh, <laughs> he avenges the sad. puppy. It is. I'm not, it, I'm not sure. Oh uh, man! If I can and it's that. um, it's it's got the uh, the baddie in it is uh, Theon Greyjoy. What? Yep, yeah, he's in the first one. Yep. In the first one, really? Yep. Yep. He plays a Russian, but I don't know what fucking accent he's trying to do. Yeah, he's uh, he's an asshole in the film. Yes, he is. A stupid asshole. Well, that uh, that's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it. They're pretty good. I I'd, I'd recommend them. I've heard yeah. good things about them. I've just I have have never you know sat down to watch them, and. You know, have never gotten past the thing where I'm like, do I want to watch a dog die today? Mm. It's, it's, I mean, if you've seen the Disney trauma, you can go through a little dog trauma. Yeah, you say that, but I still get very upset. I mean, of all the crazy stuff that happens in Conjuring, them going outside and the dog is dead is, is the worst thing in the whole movie to me. Yeah, it's it's devastating to see it, and then of course Keanu Reeves is John Wick. He's just like he's pissed, he's angry, and that's where all the killing goes. And oh yep. man, the action's great, and it is a it's a very good trilogy of movies. Even though I haven't seen three yet, so it's actually. Um, but I'm I'm kind of excited to see what Keanu Reeves does with Bill and Ted Three. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be different now when it's thirty years later. Yeah, and he's done some some solid serious work and some you know shit like that, dude. He's not just the goofy actor anymore, so it should be pretty pretty interesting to see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, okay, the whole Matrix Four thing is kind of confusing itself. I'm hearing different for this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing. I heard at first it's. The the, the 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 sources there's so many news sources you can't like trust anymore because they they either like misspoke about it or misquote so I don't trust anything but I think I've I, the first thing I've heard is they're doing a reboot of it that's what I heard at first now this comes out with four and I'm thinking wait what that no 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 why is that that coming out of nowhere it's just so I don't know where the matrix is going but uh, I don't. And I heard that the Wachowskis are not involved whatsoever with whatever the future the, for the Matrix is, because I've heard that they want to reboot it and they want, and I've heard rumored casting to have Michael B. Jordan to be Neo. Oh, oh that'd wow. be cool. But yeah. that's only rumored, and I was just like, okay, if they go that way, I'm fine with that. But otherwise, the first film's fine. The second one was kind of cool, and the third one just a big turret in my opinion like flopped it at the end i think I've, I've seen all of them one time 
through. And I have no memory of them except that there is no spoon. Um, aside from that, I don't remember. I, I have I don't have a clear memory of them. So I don't remember which ones were good and bad, but the general consensus seems to be that one is good and live without two and three, probably. Um, so, I don't know. I just still don't know who's asking for this. Like, it's been what, like, 15 years or something? Yep, at least. In a while. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, leave it alone. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone talk about Matrix at all for years. Yeah, it's fine. Just leave it alone. <laughs> yep. Okay, so then they, uh, I think they were talking about uh, Darina asked what their favorite recent reboots were, and that's when they were starting to talk about Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, and they went really down into that movie. Oh, yeah. With 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 Roka and Darina, I'm not surprised. They are huge fans of Blade Runner. Um, but, yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is still, oh, oh, so good. So good. Denis Villeneuve once again. Ugh. Visually pleasing and Ryan Gosling and ugh. So good. I still have not seen 2049. Have now, you seen either? Have you seen the you... seen the original? Yes. Okay, so I've seen both the final cut and the theatrical. And okay. The final cut I saw first. Right. And was a little lost in some place. Um, then when I saw the theatrical cut, even though it's got that kind of jarring voiceover, yep. that doesn't, it doesn't sound good, but it helped me understand a little. Like, it filled in a couple places for me. Um, so it was helpful, but my God, was Harrison Ford phoning then when so, like... I don't think he wanted to do it that day. Um, it, it wasn't my kind of movie, though, either way. Like, I wanted to like it because I could, like, it's one of those movies where you can appreciate that it is a good film. It just doesn't do anything for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it just, that's how it was for me. I tried to, I gave two different cuts of a shot, and it just didn't ever do it for me and I don't know why um I may have it may have been too long gone by the time I saw it which was like last year oh uh, but did 20 it was 2049 better I didn't see it oh I haven't seen it yet I never I never oh. saw it in theaters I really want to watch it oh, you should you should you should maybe yeah. you'll, you'll probably like it more than the original yeah, I've not seen the the sequel either. But I've only seen the theatrical version of the original, and I don't understand it whatsoever, dude. Yeah, it's it's hard to grasp it, but it is like I can understand why it's called being the best because it's really Scott. You have beautiful visuals. I mean, Harrison Ford's character of Deckard, he's pretty much. Uh, you see the way he abuses Rachel and the whole thing. It's like pushing her around and just being drunk half the time. It's just like, okay, 
but uh, it's interesting. Uh, Twenty forty nine is a little bit better because you uh, Harrison Ford is in it. He's he comes back, um, but it's not, he's not the main uh, character in it. So you focus on a different character altogether. So it's a bit That's different. Cool. So. But yeah, it, 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 that conversation did remind me of the Cinephiles podcast of Blade Runner with, with Ro- yes. Roka. Um, I love, I love, love, love that podcast. Yeah, I, I, I am a huge follower of Roka, so I try to listen to most of his podcasts, whether it's Cinephiles, Top Ten. I, I was so excited when they did Back to the Future for Cinephiles. That was just like a good episode. Yeah. I listen to that. I, I hate that there's so many that do just because I haven't seen the movie. Um, but the ones that I have, like, I've listened twice just because I ran out of cinephile podcasts to listen to that I could listen to. So Right. <laughs> just, um, or you could just simply about... watch the movies and then listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've done that, actually. I watched Casablanca, like, when I first started listening to cinephile things like Casablanca. And then I went back and found the podcast of, of, of theirs about it after I had seen it. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, it's so good. They are so good. Yeah, uh, the podcasts are really good. Then they are talking about Michael Rooker uh, being in The Suicide Squad um, as... Oh, I forgot. It was the shark character, which led into the conversation about sharks. Um, yeah, I, I lost track of. I totally what, forgot what the character's name was, but it, it makes sense. I can't remember either. I don't. Um, I'm I also not... lost track of what was serious and what was uh, satire at that point. Because <laughs> they, at some point, I think that Makuga or some was it Makuga or someone was just making. Oh no 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 no! You know what I'm confusing? They talked about the same thing on Movie Talk. Uh, and Makuga, Makuga just started making stuff up, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know how he does, and it takes you a second to out that yeah. stuff up. Yeah, that's what it was. I watched them back to back, so uh, I, they blended together in my mind. Yeah, uh, he just, and I think that Sinead, I, I think they were a bit confused because, probably. like, he sounded legit for a second, and then you're like, he's making up powers that the shark person would have. <laughs> oh yeah um so that led into christian trying to get them to guess that one michael rooker movie that he saw uh him in and they're like shit it's not shit shit part two he wasn't in <laughs> in sharp shit part two all right he died in shit <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. I was dying it, that was so good. The funny thing is that I was looking at Michael Rooker's filmography as they were like guessing, and he said it was an early role, and I was like, okay, it was before Days of Thunder, which is 1990, and he didn't have a lot of movies before then. And Rooker says, Henry, a portrait of a serial killer. That was his first movie. And then Christian said, nope, earlier than that. And I'm thinking. No, that's his first movie. There's nothing earlier than that, Christian. <laughs> oh, it was well, so he funny. Obviously, got timeline mixed up. He was like, "Did Henry come out later?" Because no, it was his. But Sea of Love was the one they were talking about in '89. So 
Yeah, they were cracking me up with that. That was a good combo. That was a really good combo, for sure. But uh, they were talking about sharks and animals they fear, and it was like Cody was bringing up sad sharks on the screen. It was kind of funny. (laughs) Oh, poor sharks. Um, And it was like, uh, they mentioned spiders, and they talked about... uh, Christian brought up like alligators and crocodiles as he fears the most or like terrify of I I wonder if he's going to go see um there's a movie coming out this year called Crawl which is a horror thriller film with crocodiles in it or alligators in it Oh boy <laughs> Yeah <laughs> that trailer looks pretty good Yeah I wanted to see if he'll go see that cuz uh, if he doesn't like he's terrified of them it would be kind of see his reaction to that Um a uh, couple last things to end off for the Friday show is that uh, Chris gets the wrong number. I love that he answered that on air and just totally went with it. Great, great uh, entertainment. That could have gone so wrong if it had been something very serious. True. <laughs> he, he took True. a big risk doing that on live air. And uh, they had a call come in, and they asked about war movies. Uh, do we are we fans of war movies in here? I am, yeah. What's your fave? Uh, probably Gettysburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, I could dig that. That's decent. Um, I had a realization as they were naming all the war movies that I don't think I've seen a lot of them. Like, almost nothing will come to mind that I've seen. I've seen Hacksaw Ridge. That was recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Pearl Harbor, which I don't think counts. Yeah, that didn't count. They said that. It was like, ugh. Michael Bay. Uh-uh. Eh. I um, mean, doesn't, doesn't Glorious Bastards count as a war movie? <laughs> <laughs> More or less. It uh, takes place yeah. during a war, but it's not a war film. Uh... That's interesting. Yeah, I saw. Uh, is it called Lincoln? Uh, with Daniel yeah, Day Lewis. Yeah, that's. And I was bored to tears. <laughs> too. I never finished it. I've still got like an hour and a half left. I'm like, I get it. He's a method actor. I assume he sounds the way Abraham Lincoln would have sounded. Although, how would we know? I. But, there's. Uh, for that, they uh, they have descriptions of how he was sounded like in documents. They wrote down how he sounded like, and they try to implicate that as much as possible. Interesting. Yeah, but he, yeah, I mean, he's a good actor, but I was just bored out of my mind watching that movie. Yep. Me too. <laughs> but I just, I guess, I mean, I'll probably lay in bed tonight and think of ten war movies I've seen in my life. Um, <laughs> but they are not coming to mind right now. Tropic Thunder. No. <laughs> two, <laughs> two hours later. Oh my god, I thought of a war movie. Crap, I'm not with the guys. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, basically the whole week of Collider Live, folks. Uh, any final thoughts about this week? 
Uh, not for me. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it was a pretty solid week. I liked the announcement that they gave. Yeah, same. Yeah, so this week was unique for me because it's the first week where I watched mm-hmm. knowing I needed to remember what I watched mm-hmm. and maybe talk about it. So um, that added a, a level of stress a little bit, but it was also really fun because it just made me think a about what they were, you know, talking about and doing. It was, yeah, it was a fun week. It was definitely a fun week. Yeah, there was a lot going on this week, and that's why uh, we are. <laughs> We've been recording for three and a half hours. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, God, yep. thank God I don't edit this. <laughs> Josh, uh, speaking of Josh, our producer, uh, Josh the Merc, you know, I had a conversation with him on Discord here, and he was talking about, I pronounced his last name wrong, so I'm not going to say his last name anymore. He's just Josh Lemurk right now. He's our producer. He is running uh, this podcast. He's, like, editing it and uploading it for us on his, you know, network. And as I get the information up, because I totally forgot to bring it up, because I have it written down here, and I totally forgot to bring it up, but he does talk in Schmodown, which you sh- I highly re- recommend listening to once again. But if you want to know where you can follow him, he is on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with a Movie Blog. Yes, we are on YouTube. He's posting on his YouTube channel. But we're also on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. He's also trying to post on other hosting sites like Spotify and other stuff like that. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at at movie blog Merc. Check out his website at www.merkwithamovieblog.com. Uh, this is, by the way, I totally forgot to say, this was episode 13. Yay, episode 13. Lucky number 13. <laughs> number 13. We're going so far in this podcast. I forgot to mention that on top. So, episode 13. I hope you t- tune in for episode 14 next week. Uh, before we uh, sign off, uh, let's promote our social and get some follower action because I know Jay Wade wants to promote his Twitter for all our listeners to follow Matt. Uh, at Jay Wade eleven thirty four. Yeah, go follow him. He's gonna reach that uh, high uh, follower count for sure. Ten K, baby. Seventeen on my way to ten K. <laughs> you can follow me. On Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. Uh, Kaylin, where can people follow you? Well, um, if you would like to join my two followers, on, you can do so at Kaylin Rose seven one five at K A L Y N R O S E seven one five. And I'm also on Instagram, and I couldn't tell you what my name. Is. It's probably the same thing. Probably. Uh, so tell us what you think about this episode. What do you think of Kaylin? Should she be the future co-host of Afterlife? Let us know. Next time we'll have a new female co-host to come into audition and see what happens from there. Uh, with that, thanks for listening to Afterlife, the unofficial Clutter Live podcast. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Later. Bye.